This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Sweens. I see the boy Sweens done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and keep it locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> Culture. I feel like I'm part of the hip hop culture, but I don't know where I stand, and I feel weird about it. He's like you should. Like I'm like marginal. All right, Sweeney, I'm gonna see you later. Stay black. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's not so bad. There we have it, folks. Keep it, <laughs> keep it, basement podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory, like Oprah's new honey. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Why can I barely You look like you? a fucking 75-year-old right, black man who doesn't know how to work social media. How dare you. He looks very angry, it's funny. What's going on? What's up, bro? So we making that popcorn or what? <laughs> oh, God, how I've missed my boyfriends. Yo, what's going on with you, you, y'all, bro? You made a good point. Like, it's Zooms, a basic podcast. Don't this the Zooms get so boring? It's know. just mad weird after, like, like I did it with my family, and there was, like, ten of us. And, That's like, so it was just every conversation, like, you can hear. Yeah. And it's, like, different, though. It's, like, it's just you, not the the same you don't get the same feeling when, like, you come downstairs. It's cute. You know, when everyone's down here connecting and, like, networking and taking the pictures and stuff. It's, like, different now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't – yo, all I remember was I tried saying hi to, like, my uncle. And then he was, like, wait, is that you? And then it was just mad <laughs> Just like, no, nah, that was me. And then it's like, no, wait, not you. Not, no, you, you. Like, it's just that for like five minutes. And then <laughs> everybody kind of got in their own groove. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like the same thing as like being in a in a in a giant room and everybody is having their own conversation at the same time. Yeah. This is my first Zoom though. I never I you know what's sad? I um I did a FaceTime call or like a no a Google Duo with my cousins, right? Huh? We're like, yo, let's let's have a drink together, right? So we're just talking shit. They're drinking beer. I got a uh, I got a bottle, right? I end up just taking the bottle to the face, right? And we're just talking shit. And then it's like 3 a.m. They're like, all right, man, I'm going to sleep. And then they both went to bed. And then I was like, I'm by myself. Like, it's, and like everyone in the house is sleeping. I'm by myself. I'm not doing shit. I'm like, what do I do now, bro? Like, they got me. And you still, still want to talk? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Only person who FaceTimes. That was the worst feeling, bro, because you just realized you were by yourself that whole time. You're like, oh. Fuck, yeah, that's, that's the thing. You really do forget that, like, you, you you aren't around, like, your friends or anything like that. It's, yeah. The only person who FaceTimes me is Danny Braff. What happened? The only person who FaceTimes me is Danny Braff, and I ignore him every time. Nah, Danny, Danny, <laughs> Danny FaceTimed me. Uh, when did he call me? Danny called me about something not too long ago. <laughs> He oh, calls me man. consistently. He called me the other day, and then oh, it was a sketch idea. Oh yeah, he's like, can I? He he said that to me. Can I run the? Can I? Uh, can I call you about a sketch idea? I said, text it to me. He said, no. Because <laughs> he'll keep me on the phone for an hour. This is so I got I I have like a deal with Dan. Like we we talk a lot. He's one of my closest friends, right? And he he'll call me. He doesn't call you like regular people call you, right? Regular people call you. They go. Hello? And I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're like, how you doing? You got a minute? And then you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm just doing this. What's up? And they're like, all right, I just want to run this idea by you. But no. Yeah. But Danny, it's like, I pick up, hello? <laughs> okay, so I was doing this thing, and I was like, all right, cool, we're in it. We're it in sounds it. like him. <laughs> we're, so, we're just going to imagine we slapped hands and said hello to each other? <laughs> Bro, he just right into it. As soon as you answer, you're like, you're in it. And then I told him, I was like, I was like, Danny, I'd be ignoring your call sometimes because I know, I know what your deal is. If I answer, I have to, I have to think my, to myself, do I have 80 minutes for one story or do I call him later? You know what I mean? Because sometimes, yeah, if, if I have like five minutes to talk, I'm not going to answer because I know he's probably gonna, he's got some juicy shit he's got to tell me, you know? Yeah. But but sometimes it's like yesterday we FaceTime and then he showed me all of his hats in his house and he just put them on. <laughs> <laughs> we, and we did that for like 15 minutes. <laughs> Every single hat. Wait, did he have? Uh, did he have Danny Bass? <laughs> nah, did bro. He didn't put on Danny Bass. Dude, Danny Bass was forever the. Uh, that's the hometown hero right there, bro. <laughs> nah, if there's anybody that's gonna make it out of New Jersey, it's Danny Bass before all of. <laughs> Dude, he had he had a fedora. He had like this white furry like train conductor hat he had i remember yo i remember the fedora remember he rocked the fedora for like maybe two weeks and then we just left him have <laughs> really? it i missed that <laughs> yeah bro i forgot i forgot that's... about the fedora dude dude that shit was thin i'm like that's a weird fedora fedoras shouldn't be that thin bro it's, that a, shit it's, was... an, it's, a, it's an asos fedora <laughs> it's an asos fedora <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit was made out of wife beater material. Yeah. <laughs> a door made out of N95 masks. <laughs> flimsy. 
Oh my god. Ow. Mike, what you been up to, man? You still staying healthy? Yeah, trying out here. I just saw I was sorry, I was getting a Snapchat. Someone was listening someone was showing their parents locker and laughing like a video. So I was oh, like, really? listen, yeah. Yo, though, I was going to tell you guys, the thing about the Zoom that's funny, if you watch, like, all the professionals on here, like, you know, the famous comedians or the late-night show hosts, from a, as a radio guy, it's weird when you hear silence because you're not supposed to hear any silence. So when the Zoom happens, there's always that, like, pause for 10 seconds to let someone else talk, and, like, no one knows when to talk. And it's so funny. Yeah. It's, like, awkwardly funny. This is how they feel on, like, CNN and stuff, where they're like, yeah. well, what do you think about that? And somebody's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really happens it's like, <laughs> I I feel like is there a delay though i feel like there's a two second it, delay it, it is a delay yeah so like that's why you'll always be watching the news and they'll be like yeah. he's just like <laughs> all right <laughs> so true <laughs> how did he not it. fix that in 2020 yet the, well, no, i was just gonna say that that's what they're well, trying with those 5g towers that's why I like the whole people like I'm not hating on it, but it's like when people are like we're gonna start doing shows like like stand up shows, but like via like video chat. I'm like it's not gonna no. work, bro. I'm, I'm like like you that. just took the whole element of timing away. Take the later. I, hate that. I was like you I might as well. I was like you might as well just make content. You might as well just make the video and post it and let yeah. people do it because I'm like live isn't gonna work. It's not gonna work. Actually, one of my questions: Did you do an introduction on Franco? Uh, no, for anyone who's uh, currently listening now when this will be out, keep based <laughs> podcast with Alex, Mike, myself. We've got Franco Danger, or as I call him, Frankie Danger. Stanko um, Danger. We don't have him in the basement, but we have him in our hearts and in our laptops or phones. Um, thanks for joining us. We're going to talk about how we're about to all fucking cry. And, uh, yeah, Mike, what were you going to say? I was actually going to say, what do you think the biggest difference will be now for comedy? Like, what's going to change, you think? If, say, I, you, saw, you saw people put, like, it might not be till 2021, 2022. That's I have a good take on this. I think stand-up comedy is going to die out permanently, and we're never going to do it again. <laughs> and we're just going to never – it's never going to be a thing. All comedy clubs are going to shut down. Netflix is going to go under. The uh, whole you know, hard form is All hacks done with. will disappear. And you know, we're just going to start new lives as fucking mailmen or fucking you know Amazon workers. It's just what no, that might die down. You know, you know what's funny. You know what's funny though. For every like, if comedy did die out, you do know that everybody that was a comic at heart, they would just aim to be the funniest whatever profession they land in, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the next thing. If comedy stops, like, dude, dude, you want to run into a whole lot of funny cashiers and. Dude, no, nah, if comedy stops, there's going to be so many funny people selling cars, bro. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. That's all it's going to turn into, dude. Everyone just sell, trying to sell a fucking a Suburban and shit. The sales pitch is going to be their act. For real. And then the, the same people walking people out of clubs are going to be the same ones walking people out of dealerships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like right before they sign, they mess it up. Does it fuck with you when you see – like someone who's not a stand-up comedian but puts like comedian or stand-up comedian in their bio when they're just like internet famous or is that like yo you know what bothers me bro is people who i've seen like like i started with right and they put a picture of them on a stage right (laughs) and they haven't done comedy since that day and their main picture on their profiles everything is still them on that stage and they're like on that yeah comic this and that and i'm i get like protective i get like you fucking you ain't in the trenches you're not hitting the fucking (laughs) bombing out here with us 
That's true. I feel that. I feel you. But I don't want to. I don't want to do that. You know, because then it'd be like, what the fuck is up with Franco, bro? What's Nah, nah. You know what that is? You gotta give them the trenches. You gotta give them the trenches speech once. Uh, <laughs> once, once they once they start acting like uh, you're they're owed something. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I kind of feel I've guilty. Seen, I've seen people that have not like they'll do a mic like four or five times a month, and then like you'll see the status like, man, I just want to be like a writer for Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I like, went up Zapia, I actually do more. I sent it to a girl and said, "Hey, I did comedy. Try to get trying to get laid." So I kind of feel like <laughs> a fucking asshole. I think everyone's done that. Yeah, all right. No, no, nah, nah, but you know what? You used it for something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You use that picture as a form of uh, social currency. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We're just trying to get these... laid. I wasn't really trying to like, cause like I'm not gonna fucking act like I do stand up comedy when there's people who know I don't do. I'm not like that, like a fucking asshole, you know. But yeah, yeah. you're not lying. You're not lying. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people just want something that uh, they want the cool profile picture, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I Pretty still much. get. That's really it. Yeah. And I don't even. I don't even like. And then there's some people who don't even put it out that much, like pictures of them on stage and shit. Yeah. Probably the better ones don't do it as much. And yeah, I think some people just want like a fun fucking picture, so they so people don't realize they're just a boring piece of shit like the rest of us. Yeah, well, you know what's weird, actually? Like, if you put, like, a podcast app out and promote it on your social media or, like, a picture you do in stand-up, it will get not, like, caring about likes. It'll get, like, 30 likes. But if you put a picture with, like, your family or you doing some do- doofus quarantine pictures, it will get, like, 300 likes. Yeah. I hate that shit, bro. You know why? Because, like, like, stand-up and a lot of other things that people, like, make their profile picture, they always do it because, like, you make something your profile picture because you know other people are going to, like... They Ask want to do whatever you got a shot of or, you know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. makes you look cool. But, like, when you see maybe 80 million people with the same... <laughs> with I the, hate that shit. Dude, once I saw how many people had, like, like the first ever picture I ever took, I was guilty of it. First time I ever went up at stress. First time I ever went up, posted mm. a picture. Dude, Franco make making us all feel away. No, no, no. Then I posted, look, I made it my profile picture, and then I started looking at, like, the people that you may know, and there was, like, seven of them. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I was like, oh, I got to change this. Yeah. I also yeah, got to, I was going to say, I got an interesting perspective. Um, like, there's some people, like, you followed before comedy, right? Or, like, say if you matched with a girl or, and you did comedy after, and she unfollows you, do you feel some type of way, or is it like, fuck it, like, she didn't understand I was a comedian or care about my content? Like, or do you like, because you know how there's some people who don't fuck with anything you post anymore or anything you like because they like knew you before comedy? Like, it, I get it because they didn't sign up for you to like you to be a comedian. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't follow you for your content. Yeah. They followed you because they knew you before that. Mm, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a catch 22 because yeah. then you got people that like see that you're working on something and then they weren't really cool with you before. But now when they see you, it's like, oh, what's up, man? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that happen, like, it's happened to me. I've seen it happen for other people, too, too, where it's, like, dudes will have, like, full-blown conversation. How are you? How's the fam? And then, like, when people leave, they're like, yeah, that person never used to talk to me. <laughs> And then you get that hot girl, though, who will unfollow you when they see you put stuff out. I'm like, why you got to unfollow me? I always wanted to bang you. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting worried, though. I've been watching all these Rogans, and they're talking about, like, the all-ask uh, prediction on when you think, you know, shows will be back and shit. And I think it's going to be so long. I'm, gonna, I'm getting so worried. Like, we're all going to suck, and it's just going to be so long. And then right when the first one does come back, Rogan was like, I think it'll be soon, but they'll do this thing where it'll be like, 
one table will be full and then the next table has to be empty and then the next table will have people and everyone has to wear masks and be like, it's going to be oh, so right. awful. You yeah, know what's what I mean? Actually, that, that doesn't sound too bad. Like, it doesn't sound bad because we could get on sooner. Sound it's good. just going to be so weird. Like, yeah, like, all right, it sounds, it sounds weird as, like, as, uh, as someone to go, go on to watch, right? But, yeah. in the, like, from this point of view of, like, of a, of a comic, like, that's going to get you better. Like, if every other table's empty, right, and you can't see their faces, and you just got to make sure, like, I'm just watching Alex pick something. Like, something. No, I have, like, I have, like, <laughs> I'm wondering if they're going to, like, cap shows us. Like, if a club can fit 450 and someone's coming in that will sell that out, they're, they're, are they going to be, like, only half the, we only fill half the room tonight, you know? Or nah, for, for however, how I don't even think they're going to do that. Uh, they're going to pack, they're going to pack in people how they could pack in people. Cause like, especially if it's somebody that like people are going to pay money to see, like, I guarantee you, Louie isn't selling out a theater and then everybody's going, well, I'm only going to go if there's a seat between me and the next person. Right. They're going to pack in and see Louie. Like, like it's, yeah. I just think it's going to be a minute before anybody's able to actually do something official. I like, listen if they if they do that if they do the social distancing with like seats and stuff like that, I feel like it's gonna make the the comics who are used to theaters and shit and they're used to a packed house work a little harder because yeah. they have that obstacle because it's not like you know it's it's a little harder for them so they're gonna try to chase that laugh still so I feel like comedy might get a little better that way and some people might be like fuck this I'm just gonna wait till I can pack the whole place out. Have you seen yeah, Have you seen Taken? Mm, hasn't nah. seen Remember the auction room? That's what I feel like you guys are describing. I'm thinking in my head. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you guys are in like a glass tube. And people laughing at you in private. You guys yeah, are like in a glass screen doing comedy. I think it's either they take those precautions, those social distancing and shit, and it comes back sooner, or we wait longer, like a really long time, and then it can go back to like it was. I think those are the two options. I just think nothing's going to happen until fall, to be honest. What do you think the future is? Like, is it like an ecosystem? Because, like, the comedian doesn't get paid, the club owner doesn't get, you know what I mean? Like, and then the employees and then the. No, no. people, rates are still going to remain the same. Like, can't not pay talent. Like, it's not going to go back to like the 70s where it's just like <laughs> you, you, you doing the same club in hopes of being able to get like Carson. But, like, uh, no, but isn't it it's going to be tough though, you think, for the future? Like, you got to no. wait it out? No, it's just going to be. It's not like it's it's not like because you take off all this time that you're gonna come off like you're gonna go back into it and every all the rules are rewritten. You don't know how to do stand up anymore. It's just dudes aren't gonna be as comfortable as they like to be. Everybody's gonna be working on the same chunks that they were working on like a few months back, and nothing's gonna change. I don't think, man. Yeah, Rogan and Chappelle canceled their tour, and he was supposed to do something at the Garden in September. It probably won't happen. Yo, yeah. for real, I'm mad too because I think yeah. Now it's like like I got booked for something in October and I, that might not even happen. Damn, I I had a I had a pretty packed April, so I'm kind of pissed. Yeah, but and then you were playing. You were you were supposed to what? You were doing uh, Scotland this year. I was yeah. Year? I was I was planning on doing it this year again, and then this shit kind of. Got us a little worried, and yeah, then um, to, um, canceled it. Oh, did they really? Yeah, the fringe is canceled, so the festival's not happening anymore. Sorry, what month is that? Isn't that August? Yeah. 
yeah, they canceled it. Yeah, I was supposed to do – I had to do that festival again in Baltimore, which was May, and they hit me like two weeks ago, like it's still, it's still going to be on as planned. I'm like, what? There's no way. <laughs> so, like, I think, yeah, I think shows are going to be shot until fucking – the thing is, I think the fall at the soonest, but then it's like now this shit's coming out, it's like 2021, and it's just like – or like at least big crowd shows, like, you know, I don't know, 300 plus or whatever. But then yeah. it's like, how are you going to rate that? Like, I don't even know how they came up with the whole social distancing, 250 plus, shut it down or whatever. I think you just got to go all the way around and be like, nothing, nothing where there's a crowd for a while. Yeah. yeah. I got to find me a crowd, Q. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Young quality. Dude. But dude, they, it just hit over 2 million cases in the world. And wow. with all this numbers about the amount of people who don't even have symptoms it's like the most of the people don't have symptoms i'm just like this fuck this i'm about to just fucking hang it up and probably jump off the yeah. cliff dude i mean you got to be like more safe than sorry though because like even like today like my girl like really wasn't like feeling too hot and, like she wanted to check it off as like you know maybe it's just like a period thing but like you know just to be more safe than sorry instead of you know, us just chilling at the crib, like, you know, called her mom, like, figured, like, they'll get you with your parents just in case anything is to get, you know, right. a little bit worse. But, like, yo, yeah, this shit is, this shit's nuts, dude. Yeah. We we, we have a flu we don't know how to fix right now. Yeah. yeah. And then. That's the thing. And, and then, ironically, be... Rutgers is making some headway. Yeah, saliva, the saliva test or whatever. They, they, that's they think it's be... a mutated virus. Uh, they're, they, they're saying it came from a lab. They're not sure, though. They're saying Trump, what? Trump wouldn't speak on it. I was just watching. I was walking by watching a press conference, and someone asked about, is it true that this is in a, from a lab and it got escaped, and then the person who was working in the lab gave it to their girlfriend, and the girlfriend went to the wet market. And Trump's like, I'm not speaking on this right now. I talked to President Xi about it. So there's probably some shit going on. Because uh, it is – I mean, the, like the denial really to bad. talk about – something doesn't necessarily mean it's true either no yeah but there's people think it's uh because you can't trust china they're saying and people believe it is mutated oh shit Got my <laughs> like biological like biological warfare yeah technically like yeah kind of there's articles yeah. about it. if you look it up i was like looking into it before this but i didn't want to speak on it because i didn't know but it was like u.s officials raised alarms about wuhan coronavirus lab in 2008 people from the united states like we had spies kind of they came back and told everyone about it they were worried wow. about like the safety precautions there because there was a SARS. Really so it's shit's wild. Dude, we're we're we are all about to die. <laughs> my friend, my friend knows a cop who passed away at like thirty something, and he was like healthy. Wow, For it's real? like yeah, it's like um, a little bit overweight, you know. But like, he, what flu do you know where someone passes away when they're like a little overweight in their thirties? It's not it's not common. Yeah, um, man, dude. Yeah, it's fucking insane. It's like, scary. Kim, I got, I got so fam close, that's got it. Really? Wait, My what? Sister. You got fam that's got it? Oh, How yeah. I got, I got family. I got one uncle that's in critical condition. My one cousin, um, he just stayed in the house and it passed, but they're like a little worried because his daughter was like really young. She's like two years old. She's like, she's getting a little sick. She's got fever and shit. And then I just found out another uncle got it. So. Damn, where? He's yeah, Elizabeth. Um, it's popping out there, Elizabeth, Newark, that area. Densely populated. Yeah. Were they so, going to work and shit? 
like before? Yeah, my, one uncle, my, my one uncle was. Yeah, but he was, he's older. He's got diabetes. He's like, he's got, you know, medical issues and shit like that. But, uh, yeah. My sister's, my sister's best friend has it. She just got out of the hospital like yesterday. How old? And yeah. 30, 29, something like that. That's crazy. And she got two kids. So like, I don't even know. I don't even think she can stay with the kids yet. Um, yeah. She's I don't know. Crazy. It's literally insane. And they don't know. They really don't know. Like all the stuff that comes out every day, like new, whatever, it, facts and stuff. And you still have all this, you know, people without symptoms and stuff. There's so much they don't know. That's why the fucking made in the lab thing isn't even like out of realm of. That's what they're spec- saying. You, know, you can't trust China because they lie. I can, I can believe that in five seconds. But like, it's just how do you fucking curb it and how do you know when it'll be gone? Like, literally, you can't stop freaking out until a vaccine and then until you get the vaccine. And that's, you know, at least a year away, minimum. And Chris Cuomo, he had a fever for like 15 days. Where have you known to get some a fever for like two or three weeks? Every night. That's crazy. It's like low grade now, but still there. Like that's insane. I would. And that George Stephanopoulos guy has it and has nothing and feels completely fine, and his wife has it and she's like in critical condition. It's so weird. I know. That's yeah. That's wild. You know what I saw? I saw someone post a video that uh, there's a show on Netflix. It's like a Korean show or some shit. You seen that? Or like it's like from 2015 or something like that. And they they don't believe me. Yeah. It's It's a. I haven't looked it up, but it said oh, it's like... Oh, and shit? No, it's from 2015. Yeah, and it's like some soap opera shit. They took and it off Netflix, like, I heard. They did? Because I had someone try to look, and they're like, it's not there. They didn't believe it. I sent them the clip, and like, oh, that's altered. I Even Zappy was like, that could be altered, but it's not. That's real shit. It's crazy. Yeah. Tell the story. Oh, okay. So it's like a soap opera shit, right? It's Korean or something? Yeah. And, uh... And they're like, they're, it's like an episode where um, they're like, oh, there's a man-made virus. It's called the COVID-19 or like coronavirus. And it's like man-made and it's killing people and blah, 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 and all this shit. And it's like from years ago. And so they were like, that's weird. They're like, this, these people are talking about something in a, in a soap opera, bro. And like, imagine, imagine like if, I don't know. I can't even explain it. I don't know. Uh, you're, I don't know. That's like if you were watching fucking... Seinfeld and they were like 9-11 and yeah, it's weird. You know? Simpsons always predicts stuff too and oh, it's, yeah. hard, it's hard to tell what's real and what's not because I was looking on Twitter too and it said stunning US gave Wuhan lab 3.7 million grant to study horseshoe bats that carry coronavirus and it's like this was a couple years ago and you don't know what's real and what's not you know what I mean it's hard to figure yeah. it out on social media yeah really and then all the shit that went back of all the people who predicted it like years ago, like Bill, Bill Gates, Gates in like 2015 was doing a TED talk. Everyone's like a big virus is going to come. Uh, what's his face? Um, uh, the guy from Nebraska, Warren, whatever. Buffett. All these smart, all these smart fuckers are like telling us about it years ago. And, and now there's a, there's a conspiracy that no one wants a Bill Gates vaccine because he's going to program us or whatever, or there's going to be side Oh effects. my God. Uh, I'll take yeah, it. I've heard of that. <laughs> right. You can program all these, me. All this shit, 5G yeah, that I don't believe. I don't know much about that. Ever see I Am Legend? That's what happened. That's what they turned the mutants from the from a vaccine. That's what's gonna be us. They were saying. That's why you can't believe shit, bro. Literally, I remember that. When, I forget what the last. I think it was the bird flu or some shit. I can't remember. But I see the whole like. I've seen it happen three times in my life, where like people go, "There's a disease," and then someone's like, "Microchips in the vaccine. They're gonna control us. New world order." And then everything's fine. And then these motherfuckers don't say shit anymore. And then all of a sudden, it's the end of the world again. And again, microchips, microchips. It's like, I heard this a thousand times, bro. There's, th- there's things that are, I don't, we don't have to talk about all nights, it's depressing, but the shadiest shit is how China 
won't give us information about the virus. So it's like, obviously it's fucking man-made or something. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, you're right. That's weird as shit. Maybe they just well, want us to like, yeah, but could it also out. be on the grounds of like them being petty too. Like, yeah. Like imagine if like you was, you have to work with some dude that like, don't know what he's talking about. And he's yeah. saying all this outlandish shit. And then now it's like, yo, we need to figure out where this coming from. Of course, I, if I was them, I'd be like, I'll get to it when I get to it. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah or like, even even as like leverage if you're talking about like countries like if usa was on top right china figures out what's going on and they're like okay we're, we're getting this we're getting this under control and shit like that now it's leverage yeah. now, now china was like china can be like yo we want to be number one so you're going to use like, you know you're going to pay us for this you're going to do this you're going to do that and we'll give you the vaccine but we're going to be number one in the country in the world now there's conspiracy on this too. They want to they go to war with us sometime and they want to, they want to take our women because there's not enough women in their country because of population control. <laughs> there's actually rumors about that too. If you look it up online that they want to they take over Africa too and take the black women, stay woke. I know this is crazy, but Whoa. There's, there's shit out there. Well, I mean, that's going to be some don't have enough women babies. Bad, bro. I don't know. I don't <laughs> trust African, African babies. It's going to be some dope babies. That. Yo, 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 China's stealing 2020 black women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Trying yo, to get that, some Yao Mings. Yeah. Yeah, the no, China's Yao Mings. can't trust them. The, the Yao Mings have people to the in miles. Yeah, any, dude, how about yeah, any positives? No, any no, positives no. to take out? How funny is that, though? Like, like, like yo, know. back in the day, there would have been a chance. But, like, right now. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Nah. You try, yo, try to try to abduct black women right now in the U.S. I bet you anything, like, like, they be like, nah, motherfucker. <laughs> what about um? This is um, a professional, but I I gotta take a piss real quick. My bad. <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of water, yo. I'm trying to fast and shit. All right, I'll be right back. I got a comment. It said that we have four, like something that gave my forty limit time, forty minute time thing away. I don't know why. I guess I've been using it too much. Imagine if it shut. Unlimited. Off. No, it's unlimited now. I got the same thing. Oh, right, word. Yeah, and then another thing, Locker said, I don't know if it's true or not, I forgot to look it up. We don't have to keep record. We don't have to record. Like, I can take this part out. But he was saying that China knew so it was bad in Wuhan. They wouldn't allow them to travel to other parts of China, but they gave them the authority to travel to Italy, United States, and other places. So that's why Italy got so bad because everyone went from Wuhan, China to Italy, and then Trump blocked some of it, but some of them got in. They were mm. allowing to travel. All it takes is one person, man. Crazy. Well, well, China's like back to not back to normal now, but they like everything's off lockdown and shit. Like everyone wears masks. They're shit. hiding a lot of stuff though. There's videos online of people collapsing and they take them away and they just die. This girl was telling me too, it's all bullshit. She, she's from China and somehow I like matched her way back and I got her to listen to the podcast and she's like Americanized but Asian. And she was in a gym with fucking gloves on and a fucking mask like this, a face mask. Yeah, I wouldn't even have went to the gym. And she's, it's not Wuhan, but it's somewhere in China, and it's still. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going out to the gym where everybody's touching the same thing. Yeah, right. We yeah. had to wear masks for. We had to wear masks out in public for like a year now. They do it in China because of pollution and because of the disease. Yeah, sure. they, do it in like pollution. Yeah, well, what's his face just made it. Um, Cuomo just made it mandatory. If you're out in New York in, in New York City right now, you have to wear a mask. Shit's crazy. Pretty much airborne. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't go into Quick Check without a mask on. Really? Yeah, they don't yeah, let you wear a mask buy, at all. They don't let you buy anything if your face is in trouble. Oh, yeah. fuck. And there's like spit guards up too. 
Like they got like plexiglass uh-huh. like up at like like right yeah they got that at my grocery store. There's glass between uh, in front of all the cashiers and displays. Yeah, yeah. Like, that has, see, I thought you said see baseball all star games. Wait, yeah. what do you think he said? Because I think he, I thought he said something too. Yeah, I thought he said spit guards. Me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a spit guard. That's we need those too. With a T, with a T or a oh, C. With a T, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 like, that's not bad. Um, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but he's have, he's Spanish. He's a poor, so I was like, oh, all right. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, what would that even be? Like, I don't that's what I was thinking, bro. American oh. flags. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. I just don't understand how this has never happened before. I literally am crying. What? Everyone's like that H1N1. Apparently, there was a pandemic in 2009 that killed 300,000 people. Nobody even knew about it. It was H1N1 and then SARS in like 03. Think about how social media wasn't as big, though. Ebola. Ebola. Yeah, yeah that's true. Ebola was the big one. Yeah, but hard yeah, to Ebola get. Ebola like came and went and hard to get. Yeah. You gotta, like eat a brain or something, right? But. Someone who has it. Yeah, I don't but also remember we were kids, you know. We yeah. weren't even paying attention to this shit. No, nah, Ebola. I remember nine eleven. But Ebola was Ebola uh like not the first initial big outbreak, but remember in like two thousand like fourteen there was like another one? Yeah. Yeah. There was like a big outbreak in like twenty fourteen. Yeah. I just don't understand how long it's gonna take to understand how it originated. Like Fully, factually, truthfully, they, they probably, probably know never, and don't say anything. No, they probably don't know. Probably have no clue, and they're just trying to come up with ways. But you'll really have no way to ever pinpoint how it did. And then it's like, okay, it can just happen again, or it can just never go away. It's like the flu. It's like a new sickness. You get a you get a corona shot every year. Why does there got to be underground labs? Fucking shady. Well, it's fucking China. They, the whole country's shady, and it's got three billion people. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask Franco before you talked about the depressing coronavirus talk. Uh, <laughs> What's up? First of all, you started that dipshit. Like, no, you didn't. You, you started it. No, your initial question, you started it with, about comedy. Coronavirus. Future comedy. I didn't, talk about the, I didn't want to talk about the goddamn virus again. But I was just going to ask him, do you think anything that's original anymore, everyone steals and copies? And I wanted to learn about the, if you want to talk about the Q Lil Duvall story, because I talked to Q. I thought it was interesting. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. That shit's crazy. Happened to me, too, before. That shit is crazy. Did, did you talk about it before? Or should I explain it? Oh uh, no, I never talked. I didn't really get into it. I'm saying it. Wait, just- what happened? Oh, when you uh, got your wait, what? <laughs> so what yeah. happened was so Q. Uh, I'm sorry, Lil Duval posts uh, uh, a picture or a video of people in Atlanta uh, still in the club after everyone should have been quarantined or whatever, and then Q. And then he writes his caption right. Q comments and goes because uh, Lil Duval says something about Atlanta not being scared. And then Q comments and goes, Atlanta ain't scared of nothing but condoms, right? Mm-hmm. Lil Duvall changes his, his caption to say, Atlanta ain't scared of nothing but condoms. And then Q hits up Lil Duvall and was like, hey, uh, I forgot what he said. I think he was like- Asking about a writer, I, saw, I think. Yeah, he goes, I saw you took my comment. Let me write for you. And he just, <laughs> Lil Duvall uh, read it and then he didn't say nothing. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. He, he reads DMs all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Sweeney when uh, Rappaport stole the locker video. Yeah. Know why, though? What? Know why I did that? Why? Because he's living his best life. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny because they. 
Well, Some big comedians, you never know. They actually look at your stuff. You would never think they do. They'll check out anything funny and try to take it from someone. Uh, yeah. And you know what he's looking at it as probably too is he's not using it for the stage. It's an Instagram comment switch to a post. What does it matter? Yeah. 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 That's what dude that's what dudes look like on that on that thing, like on that level look at it as. Whereas when you're on the level that we're all at where it's like, you know, you're you're working trying to make a name for yourself, it's like that joke means a lot more to you than also, it does to the dude that's already eating. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Also they I, know that I, was no I would have been like, bro, send me some shit. Like at least at the very least, I would have been like, Yeah, just send me a couple jokes. If you're gonna if you're gonna take somebody's like comment and then you know what I mean, and then flip it and so now it's yours. Like I would send, like, send me a yeah, some bullshit. But no, the funny thing is he they know that it's never gonna be proven that they're t- they took that because like to be honest, like me or Q are is not a little Duval or Rappaport, so it's like fuck it, we could take from them. They're they, yeah. have, a good, they have a good comment, no one will ever know, and we got it. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. only evidence is that it said edited. That's it. Under the caption. And Wait, he, he wrote edited? I, I, I told no, it, it does edit when you switch a comment. I told Q you're not really? gonna win that battle anyway, and he realized he's like, Yeah, you're right. Like use it to your advantage and be like, Hey, can I help you write or this and that or connect with him? Yeah. If you try to play that card in his own fan page, one he could block you, one he could uh, blackmail, like blackball you, and three he'll have the whole crowd against you as audience. I've mm-hmm. already been down that whole goddamn road. Really? Yeah. So what happened? What happened? Well, I so this is what happened. It's kind of like Q in a way. It's kind of like you're trying to showboat, not showboat, but promote your talents, right? Uh-huh. So I have videos of my uncle where he freaks out a lot, uh-huh. and they went viral. So I was trying to get some interviews, like so I got to Rappaport because I watched True Romance News in it, and I was like, oh, he's, I knew Rappaport forever. But he long sucks. story short, I just tried to reach out. So my opener was like about podcasts and who I interview, and like sent him some people, and he actually like wrote back and was like, cool, cool stuff. He's like check mine out or whatever i'm like also check out my uncle and i sent him like videos of my uncle like being funny like the ones around world star and he's like yeah. nice nice and then he's like yeah here's mine he sent like me a link to his podcast or whatever just trying to like have me be a fan of his podcast pretty much and this was a yeah. couple of years ago and then like three days later not even he did the exact like same concept video of a drone video of what, what like what my uncle did and like the same reactions kind of in the same exact things wow and i tagged him in those posts too so he <laughs> See it, and you have the DMs. They were red, and he was talking to me in the in the DMs. Damn, it's wild. Yeah. So it's the same thing, and it's like if you go about it and tell everyone about it, you look like like a bitter bitch in a way. So it's like you just got to yeah. chalk up the L and take it. Because I reached out to him first, and he took my concepts, and he was always. And the funny thing is, I got paid for the World Star ones, and World Star still reposted Rappaport and all that. You're gonna wow. look bitter because their other party is so bigger. And more has so many more followers, yeah, and shit, so they're like, gonna get the benefit of the doubt. You look like the you mad rapper. Yeah, you'll know in the back of your head that, you, but you can't really do anything about it or care that much, you know. Yeah. And some of it, I think, is I think there's so much parallel thinking out there that people come up with the same concepts. Like it's not, I've gone over this. It's not impossible. Like Norman does this thing. He's been doing this thing where he does these memes of like jokes that he does. How about Q? He said the comment on the Norman thing too. That was funny. Not to cut you off. That's yeah. Yeah, I think I, – I wouldn't agree. I think Norman's was way different. I think Q's yeah. is yeah. so funny, though. I think you should do that once a week. Well, when we get back to normal. But oh, Norman, yeah, will be, yeah, sure. Norman will do this thing where he'll, somebody will make one of his jokes into a meme, and some of them are, like, super old, and some of them are newer and shit. But, like, you can't always tell if it's – you know, unless it's a super original joke and that's not topical, 
sometimes you can't always tell if it was stolen. I mean, it was definitely stolen at some point, like over time, like from years, but uh, like 30 people across the country could have a very similar joke to that. Like, you know, Rogan and Greg Geraldo used to have a similar joke. Fucking uh, Dane Cook got accused of stealing from Louie and he claims it's not true. So it's like, there's so much fucking, there's so many people in comics and creators out there that it's like, you can never really tell unless, um, I guess unless it's documented in a video and the new one comes out after it, you match up the dates and get that crazy about it. You know what I mean? What I learned in the game, Franco, too, is like someone will like, like me, I'm not like a comedy guru or comedy guy, but I like, I fuck guru. with comedy, et cetera. But your Jester, your Jester house is called Jester house, right? Uh, yeah, Jester content house. Jester, Jester content house. That's a great idea, right? And I'm like, I salute that. Like, that's why I wanted to have you on, promote that and everything. Obviously, with the times, it's tough now because of coronavirus. People can go yeah. There'll be a mad comedian, say, or a mad content creator who will want to be exactly like you or try to do that and never tell you and be inspired by it, but wouldn't give you your flowers. That's what fucks mm-hmm. me up. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like work together, collaborate. Be like, yo, I really fuck with your content house. Well, that's awesome. How did you get it started? I want to create one too. Instead, they'll just go behind your back, take the ideas, and then be like, do the same exact thing. And that happens to us with podcasting. We're not even fucking famous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, that, yeah, no, that fucking sucks. Because you're absolutely right. Like, you can collaborate. And that's like the whole idea behind exactly behind Jester. And that's that's what we wanted to do. Because like, we know it's like, it's, um, I don't want to go on, like, on a long thing about Jester, but like, um, it's just it, pretty much that's where it comes from. It's like a bunch of people who's got, who got great ideas, sketch ideas, uh, like people that want to do improv, a lot, like also stand-up comics who don't have more time than they're allowed to do that's the spot like our spot would be the spot for it like, you know and like if everybody pitches pitches in like we can have some kick-ass like some dope ass sketch shows we can have some crazy like i i love the idea of having non-traditional stand-up shows like really weird stand-up shows we did one um where it was like it was just all off the top of their heads right um and it's it was for the um, the New Jersey Comedy uh, Festival, I think it was. So it was like, for example, me, I'm the host, right? I go up, I introduce the show, I say, what's up, everybody? The show you're going to see is completely improvised based off, like, you know, what you guys talk. The comics are not doing any other material. We're just going to talk some shit. So I, when, I, when I'm done with that, I introduce the, the, the first comic. Now, that was, uh, for example, let's just say it's cute, right? Q comes up and then me and Q riff for five minutes, right? And then I leave the stage and then Q's up there for himself for five minutes. And then he calls up the next comic and then it's Zapia. And then they're on stage together for five minutes like talking that. shit with the crowd. And then Zapia leaves. I mean, and then Q leaves and then Zapia's by himself for five minutes. And then he calls Alex and then they do it again together. And then mm-hmm. Zapia leaves Alex and then call me back up and then I end the show. And That's like, the original idea. That's cool. Dude, it, it was fun as fuck, bro. That, that show started at like 11.30, bro. Like we thought no one was going to show up. That shit started at like 11.30. How many fuckers are still running material, though, acting like they never did it? Um, One person <laughs> did. I'm not <laughs> going to say definitely going to be who. that guy. To like Danny Grass. Was the best. Nah, nah. It wasn't. I don't Dude. think Danny was on that one. That's, That's a perfect. great idea. Perfect That's for beginners. That's perfect for beginners to go up there and do. That was, I mean, yeah. It was it's, it's perfect for them, um, especially like let's say if you have someone that's experienced and then you bring up someone that that's not mm-hmm. so they can kind of like get that into that rhythm and dude i saw i saw someone who's not that experienced go up and then because you it, the the crowd was so like they were told to talk to the to the comic 
right. they were so like they were on the offense and this dude was just like I, I would always see him he'd do material but then for some reason it just something clicked and then he was just killing it bro just come like with the comebacks and just making fun of this dude he was like what the fuck you're hard. You're wearing baby blue, bitch. And I was like, whoa, what is, what is this? Where is this coming from, bro? Sometimes <laughs> when you try less, you're better. Like, if you go up there, like, thinking you wait to say, you kind of just sound, like, orchestrated and shitty. Sometimes people yeah. just go up there and storytell or something, you know? Dude, it was, it was fun, bro. I like shit like that, bro. I like, like really weird. I love chaos, man. I love trying to fight your way out of something. For writing comedy, do you have it all scripted and planned out? Or like, because when I interview certain people, like Schultz was saying, he just has like a premise of an idea in his phone notes, and then he'll just talk about it on stage. That's his like new stuff, a lot of it. Yeah, what's the, what's me, the examples you got? Me, it, it's, it's different for like a lot of jokes. Um, some of my jokes are like one liners in disguise. Like, I'll write a one liner, or I'll have like a real quick like punchline in my head, and then I'm like, how the fuck do I put this anywhere? Right. And then I'll try to fit it into an old joke. Then I'll go on stage. I'll riff a lot until that one piece I want to use finds a home. And then I'll write around it. Um, some other shit would be sometimes I'll just like fuck around. Like I'll do material and then I'll be like, all right, let me fuck around with this one topic that I've been thinking of. And I'll have like ideas floating in my head. And then when I get on stage, somehow they just kind of come together because I'd, ra I'd rather them come together while I'm saying them and then write them down. So it doesn't sound like I'm reading what I wrote because mm. I write different than how I talk. I feel that. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if I say it and I'm like, Oh, I like that's I like how I said that I'll listen to it. I'll go, okay, I'll write it down like that. So now I know I can say it like this and it's natural to me when I talk, you know? Yeah. Have you, have you guys ever had like creative ruts, like feeling inspired? Like, when this quarantine first happened, I was kind of in like survival mode where I was like, fuck it. I don't feel like doing podcasting right now, but obviously I made myself do it. And like, you feel better when you do it. But like, have you ever felt like uninspired for certain comedy times? Like even now, cause you can't get up on stage. It's like, shit, I don't want to do these IG lives or the social media shit. It's like tough, you know? <laughs> like right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Besides right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. I've been fucking crying. Yo, I feel yeah, not funny right now. It's ridiculous. Me too, bro. Why is that? You think we're in like a different mode, like security mode, like survival mode? Yo, there's just no new life being experienced. Mm -hmm. You know how your day is going to go. You know how tomorrow's going to go and the day after that. And so this is all over. Quarantine mode, yeah. What's the thing? It's like, yeah. uh, you can, I mean, you could still practice by like, I guess, tweeting and putting out, putting, doing podcasts and shit, but like, you don't know how long it's going to last if, you know, and then we, we do get back. Everyone's just going to be doing fucking quarantine jokes. Then we're going to want to shoot ourselves after a month of that. Oh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I do not want to do a single. I don't want to do a quarantine joke. I don't want to yeah, do a fucking it. Tiger King joke. Get the fuck out. I don't want to. I don't know. I'm staying away from all of it, bro. I'm trying to think if I'm, if I'm going to write something, it's going to come from like some weird daydream, like just uh the the only thing i have one i have one thing that i'm kind of working on and it's about bigfoot it has nothing to do with anything that's going on right now like, i don't want to <laughs> think i don't want because yo if let's say this is all over right bigfoot? Yeah. let's say it's all over right you're not a comedian you're just somebody that wants to go see a show right you're like finally we have a night out we can be free we got money again right we, we can stop worrying about this fucking quarantine shit you sit down 
and eight comics go up and go, fucking quarantine, am I right? You're like, what the yeah. fuck? That's not what I wanted. I don't want that. You want to just forget about that shit. Maybe a Bigfoot joke would do it for you. Who knows, yeah. bro? <laughs> you, wanna know, wanna, you wanna know why there's eight comics doing quarantine jokes, though? It's because all eight of them have that same comic thought. Nah, but my joke's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, this one's different. Yeah, this, this, this one takes a turn, guys. You'll see. You'll, <laughs> You'll see. You'll see this creative genius. <laughs> that's why. That's why when when uh, Trump got elected, I, I, I was yeah. When Trump got elected, I was like, I'm not saying the word Trump on stage. I'm saying <laughs> the president, because I know so many comics. Because I've I've been at shows where one person says Trump, and you hear the audience go, ah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to give you that. Why would I want to give you that? That's that's against what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's the same shit, bro. I thought it was hacky to be honest. When a lot of these comedians, famous ones, were doing their face with the Tiger King guy, or whatever. Oh yeah, the yeah. Show, but like everyone was doing it. I'm like, why are they doing this? They're upset. Like even like Theo, everyone Ball, doing Lil Duval, all these famous. Everyone's people. bored. I don't. Know, why do yeah. the same shit? It's not original. Once again. Think about it. Everybody's doing the same thing because the only thing that's different at a constant rate all the time. They got to so see it, though. Yeah. They don't and have to see they're doing it. I'm just yeah. saying, if, if, if you're getting most of what's going on in the world via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you're going to end up talking about everything that's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, it's never stuff that only you saw. You know, it's always like, uh, it's definitely always just the same hot topic. Like, not the store. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like, the worst part is going to want to do create shit, though, and then you just like think about what's going on, and it's just like, why am I even doing this? Like, you know, I'm trying to fucking write a script, and I'll write like two words, and I'll be like, this sucks. Why the hell? I'm sad. And I just fucking yeah. cry, lay in my bed and cry, you know? You know, it's funny. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest. Alex has a good point. Tito's uh, status was great. Did you see it? Oh, I think I know what you're I talking about. I saw a about. bunch of them. Yeah, you, the don't, you, don't, you don't miss stand-up. You miss validation from other I told – I was thinking that's who said it. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. Now I was like, that's great. He's not wrong. Yeah. 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 Mm. Nah, I, I remember reading that and then and sitting there and thinking for a second, like, is he right? Not really. <laughs> and I, was, I, right, I, I had to self-assess real quick. I was like, oh, no, I think I'm good. I do miss No, that. no, no. Put it this way. <laughs> it doesn't apply to you based off of the, the, the pattern of thought that you just told us. Is he right? Nah, he's not talking about me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's people that saw that status. It was like, yo, you know what you're talking about? And it's like, that's who, you're, that's who he's talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. You're who he's talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. to a degree, that's what all of us do, definitely. When everybody talks about getting bit by the comedy bug, all that is is Yannick has never had a room full of people go, I like that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what it is, bro. I just miss doing shit, too, and, hang, and hanging. I really miss the – a lot of it's the hang. Like, the, hang the shitty rooms we do, it's just for the hang. Bro, mm -hmm. I, I never knew I was going to miss watching people bomb first. Like, I never knew I was going to miss that shit. I, dude, I would sit in the back with Q and Elazar and Danny, bro, and just go to Mike's, yo, and the minute someone hits a gulp moment, 
You know what I'm talking about? They yeah, say oh, something, they... everybody looks at each other and just like, oh. Dude, <laughs> you could just hear us in the back going, oh, oh. This fucking, yeah, oh, oh this my God. Yeah, you know, this is the longest you've, you've both gone too, right? Yeah, of this not doing it? Like before this, you started, obviously? Or since you started? Nah. In the in the last five years, this is the longest I've ever gone yes, without without yeah touching a mic. I've done two no, weeks before this, and we're already at five weeks. I think I'm no, at five weeks. I went up five weeks ago today. It was the last time I went up. I'm at two years. Where was that? At? <laughs> uh, pet shop. Ah, how do you like that? How do you like that? But I like that room. It was, dude. That night was insane. I'll always remember that night because it was the night I was. You know, you're packed in that little basement with everybody and Jersey city. I got the notification that Tom Hanks got it. And my mom immediately texted me, started freaking out. Then they, then they canceled the NBA. And I was like, Oh, what the fuck? This is must be kind of bad. And then, (laughs) and that was March 11th. And then the next, that weekend they like shut everything down and that was it. And I was like, Holy fuck. Cause I wasn't taking it seriously until that day. Yeah. So it's celebrity America. When a celebrity gets it, everyone's like, Oh shit, it's real. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Well, it was, the show was fun, but I was like, that's that that night I'll always remember because you did it, and then it's like, all right, now this is going to be the longest I've never done this since I started. Franco, I got a topic with well, everyone, but just so Zappia stops talking about coronavirus and depressing things. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, my, mine was two months, by the way, for the record. But, all right, go ahead. No, well, I was going to say, so the Tiger King shit, like people, Theo Vaughn was putting the Tiger King, Lil Duval, like a bunch of comedians, a lot of famous comedians. Um. My take is, do you think the media, like comedians are the new media personalities? Because if you look now, they can't do stand-up. So now they're utilizing, like Alex said, relatable pop culture things like that Tiger King shit. And now you got Theo Vaughn doing like the news about coronavirus, Schultz every day, Corona content, Corona Live. So they're utilizing the news in a way, but they're being funny about it. But technically they're media personalities in a way as well as the entertainers. And they're more than comedians. What's the take on this, everybody? Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Is that a bad thing or good thing for uh, I, a stand-up comedian? I mean, I don't know, man. I, it depends. It depends on the kind of person you are. Like, I, I would never. I'm, I'm not. I don't get into anything serious, bro. I'm very like uh, escapism. You know, I wouldn't do some shit like that. But it's, it's crazy. I haven't been listening to podcasts lately, but I know a lot of them are the same. They're all. A lot of them are talking about that right now. But um, I don't know. It's weird. I guess. It's we're watching we're watching a big shift in everything, so it's like I guess a lot of comics even are surprising themselves when they're like, okay, okay, like I guess I'm I'm gonna be like I'm they're like the accidental Daily Show now these mm-hmm. podcasts you know so it's like uh, yeah they're surprising themselves they're like they're like oh shit I guess this is what we're becoming because this is what what's happening in the world and this is what the people kind of want but I don't know. Like, it's, would you ever yeah. figure that Snoop Dogg would be a comedy meme page and Chris Rock is putting memes up? You're like one of the, the purest stand-up comedians of all time putting memes up as a comedian now. I know, that's he's, weird. I mean, he's not like, he's so, he's so like indelved in the game and like good and old. That What's your like, take though? Because someone I out of comedy, I was talking. I don't really see many people doing it besides, Snoop Dogg's a rapper, like he doesn't count, but like, I don't see many of the meme reposts other than Duvall and Chris Rock. There's really. tons of them. There's tons of famous comedians. You're like, holy shit. Who? Who? Like, if you go on the Explore page, you'll see a ton. Like, you're Theo Vaughn. Well, famous is subjective. Duvall, like, a lot Chris of hip-hop. Rock is famous to me, but if it's some... George Lopez. Yeah. It's Again, like... these are guys who are cemented. Nobody who's in the game right now is, is doing much of that. 
like I guess you're right. They're in like the way. You're, like Tim Dillon ain't doing that. Fucking Mark Norman. Fucking Schultz. But you know. Tim Dillon's making fun of the news in a way, in a unique oh, way. Oh, Tim Dillon, I think is the most original comic currently, literally right now, the most original comic, and funny. Well, someone told me. I think it's yeah. interesting. Is yeah. it, I don't know, do you get a, do you take advice from people not in comedy, like people who like don't understand comedy, but they kind of get <laughs> logical advice. So like people this one. It who aren't in it. This one dude was like, though, if comedians were on the come up, like say if Dave Chappelle was on the come up or Patricia O'Neill, RIP, or like, you know, George Carlin, they would use social media, social media to their advantage. That he believes that like a comedian now just doing stand up is tough and they would use social media. Like they'd be putting memes out or putting their clips out to get exposure. I mean, you know, no one can know, but it's what, interesting. Depends what, depends what area you're in and what, what, they had what, social type, media. what type of school of thought you came from. Because, I mean, like, Patrice kind of didn't do a lot of mainstream stuff based off of just his personality and how he wanted to do things his way. He had that radio show, though. In terms of jumping on the the wave of doing memes and Instagram comedy, quote-unquote, it all depends on what school of thought you're coming from you know like like to a degree i i get like i agree with these with the younger generation of us that are like you know the uh the the internet and social media presence and all this have a big factor to do with being a professional but then there's dudes that have been doing what we're chasing professionally for years that haven't even really utilized social media and it still works for them mm-hmm. I think it's either way. It just happens to be uh, what type of audience do you want to carve out, per se? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of these temporary, a lot of the temporary audience is very temp. I mean, the 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 internet audience is just temporary people. They're there to kind of ride along until you fuck up. I was talking to someone though. It's like, bro, like, how the fuck can you get fans in Charlotte without social media anymore or anything like all over the world? And I couldn't, I couldn't argue back. I didn't know he, the guy, had a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Two, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, know what to fucking say. What can I say? Uh, the random person will see me at a club and then they'll think I'm funny, but it could have been way easier to just put a clip out and someone could see you then come out. And even my uncle Locker, he was saying that no one wants to go see an unproven product yet unless they're a comedy hardcore. Like say he wants to, he'll go to look on his phone first and get that free content and then go see the people. He likes a lot of the comedians. Like I'd go see them because I thought he was funny on my phone. Some people will do that, but some people will also just go for a night out in the town and end up liking the guy and then go follow him after. Yeah, that. true. Dating thing, I guess. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm you saying. All that. It's subjective. Watching, one hand watches the other. It's almost like you got to put something out that translates via the internet and you also have to be good enough live to keep that same follow. Yeah. Yeah. Not this really. Was- to get a follow. Yeah, like, this is this you could the, shove in the, the what say that last part? Shove it in someone's face in terms of getting a follow. Like you could you could, you know, pay to have your 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 page uh like have more exposure and people come and do all this stuff to bring more followers to you and all that where you could buy them. Uh, whereas it's like when you look at it the other way, a lot of these dudes have the internet part down, but they don't have the actual skill level down. Exactly, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's I, like, I, fuck. I it's think like, what are you what are you putting your time into? Doing, getting good enough to do your shit in one take, which is basically live, or are you the guy that's internet savvy and takes maybe all day to make one three minute video, but it's good, but it takes all this time. You, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. there's dudes that aren't that talented that are wildly popular just because yeah. of how 
package themselves. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think, um, no, I agree with you, but it's like, you know, it's like you, social media is definitely a huge part of the game today. You have to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, cause, cause so Chappelle and all them, they had the, the tonight show. Exactly. And everybody watched the tonight show. And exactly. if you got yeah. that Same one thing, spot, think about it. Way yeah, less. Yeah. Let him speak. Shut up, <laughs> up Zappy. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll put all of you off this fucking call right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like, dude, that, that's the equivalent of what, like, uh, of it's just going viral. Like, that's going viral all at the same time, like, the same minute. But, like, you know what, what's been happening to me? Like, let's say I'll see, like, I'll see, like, a band or something on YouTube or some shit like that, just as an example. And I'm like, oh, I like that one song that they played. That's pretty cool. And if I go on Spotify or on iTunes and I can't find any other shit, I'll just be like, oh, okay. That's it, I guess. Hmm. And I feel like oh, that, that's the equivalent of someone going seeing you at a show and then being like, oh, that person was fucking hilarious. And then they go on Facebook or on Instagram or YouTube. They look you up and they're like, I can't see any more of their shit. All right, I guess it was just that show. You know, and like it might- is what it is. They're not trying to. Re- it's like same here with us with the podcast. We don't have to swipe up. They're not going to click it. They don't want to go mm-hmm. find it. You know, if they can't mm-hmm. find it, like they don't want to do an extensive search. You know. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If I can't find any more of your shit, then I was like, okay, I guess that's that, that was fun. That was an hour of good time, and that's it. And See I was I'll, I'll use Chris Rock as an example as this conversation. Like he had CB4, New Jack City. I don't know the exact order, but his social media was like Hollywood. Like think about mm-hmm. it. And, and like yeah. Hollywood's hard to get into now. It's like fuck it, got to utilize something to get your exposure name out there. Mm. Goldberg, same shit. Steve Harvey. Well, I think that's where, but that's where. Uh, I mean, that's where just initial just strategy goes into play too. You know what I mean? Because there, 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 there is a method to the madness. Like you could go ahead and go the internet route, start freaking putting out content, but if you're not ready to be able to keep churning out and keep doing what you're doing, it's That's almost crazy. like you're shooting yourself in the foot. Shot yeah. Oh, we know who did that? Shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> Shot yourself in the foot, homie. <laughs> You'll never let it live that down. It always comes up again somehow. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is? Just every time. <laughs> I feel like you Alex says shot yourself in the foot a lot, and then it just comes right up. Yeah. Yo, you know what it is? It's because he used the most. Yo, Static Select is a genius for that, by the way. He used the most, one of the most said sayings <laughs> of all time, because I feel like he knew that somebody was going to say that to you. Like, the oh, dude shot himself in the foot, and it would just remind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Therapy. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> Yo, Sweeney, you you gotta understand that that story's legendary. Wow. Uh, <laughs> he actually did something that was inspiring in a way recently. He did a like a discussion, like a first take t- style ESPN about the art, uh, RZA and and premiere battle before it happened, and it got like a lot of good traction on the internet. And I was thinking for comedy, I'm not the one to did, like do this, but I'm saying, well, it'd be cool to host it, kind of like a first take comedy concept with all comedians and like talk about the comedy game because. All these motherfuckers, like your academics in hip hop, have shows like that where they they curate the uh, hip hop community, and a lot yeah. of people talk about these battles in hip hop, like Static Selected and everything. It'd be cool for like a, co- a comedy fan or just like a good host to like talk about the comedy game in a way and like curate it, because there's not like any curation in comedy. It seems like to me, it's like someone who talks about the culture, speaks highly of it, or gives their opinion, like a Stephen A. Smith of comedy. You feel me? 
Yeah, it's all you know what that is? It's all the guys that are currently eating or and and or made it already, those are the guys that are almost act as the analysts. Yeah. But even then those dudes don't even want to I wouldn't even say they don't want to, but there's just certain dudes, certain comics, like the ones that are of great caliber where it's like they might not get that not get it, but they might not just understand certain uh they might not understand certain things in ter- in terms of like the material matter that newer comics are talking about. It's almost hard to get the cosign from like an older dude. Do you, do you, people you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but people boxing could... will never change. UFC will never change. Football, basketball, like all these old dudes can come back and talk about the game because it exactly. never changed. Whereas like with comedy, it's so open and it's so malleable that it's like what's funny to one generation might not be funny to the next. So what's funny, you, you get what I'm saying? Or like so, social media now isn't acceptable back then. Like, any, like that. any fucko could do it though. It's social media. Like look at this people who analyze hip hop or sports and they don't, they've never touched a baseball in their life or basketball or, or a mic. You know what I'm saying? Like look yeah. at Charlamagne, for example, and he pretty much curates hip hop and, and connects with that. And he was a trash rapper and he stopped rapping. It's like, you could be a trash well, comedian. The thing, he actually, he actually did it. And that's, that's the one thing that was, you need to be able, you need to do to be able to be an analyst. I feel like is to have been active in whatever you're commenting. Or a fan because you got like Angela E fan of hip hop. You could be like uh, somebody, a fan of comedy and then do all these comedy curations. But I guess, I think it's the content doesn't come in as much because what are you going to review? Like uh, that guy special, Chris D'Elia special as a, like a news no one would give a fuck probably, but like if you were talking about NBA young boy, fucking how Floyd Mayweather's daughter stabbed a girl at his side chick at his house, that gets a million views. You know what I mean? It's like weird. The younger generation is more in tune to hip hop. It seems, but there's also a comedy boon. So I don't know. You know, it's interesting to me. They're they're in tune with, they're in tune with hip hop because it's like watching narc an episode of narcos, bro. Because you're just, you're just seeing who young, whatever acronym versus whatever (laughs) other acronym. And then everyone's shooting and fucking sucking and killing and whatever the fuck. It's like, yo, it's, we, we just had like, we had Nelly, you know, (laughs) and that was like, (laughs) yeah, we had a, we had a, we had a Nelly video where a dude is uh, dribbling a basketball in new air force ones with the the black strip (laughs) or the white strip on yeah, 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 yeah. That, was the most, that was the most racy things we were getting like at the moment but now it's like real life like yo, you got freaking little ass kids running around well, zappy, real- zappy asked this too it's like if you're an urban style comedian like kevin hart could put out he farted or kevin hart cheated on that girl cheated on his wife with a girl that would get like a that's like clickbait material but it's weird like it's so interesting because a lot of these like the ryan davises have such a good audience with urban communities and stuff, it seems like they do so much better on social media. They have such good followings. Well, you, I mean, you also got to remember any, any, any headline where there's a potential that the subject of the headline could potentially lose everything or something. Uh, yeah, it's fucked up. People are going to click on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and it's almost weird. Like, like I was thinking about this not too long ago. I was like, in order to kind of remain relevant as a celebrity, you kind of, gotta participate in both the good and the bad like you can't be straight good 100 percent of the time because good is boring and there's some people who make it though because i actually thought i think i'm thinking of brent earths when he told me shabashi maniscalco was never confrontational his entire life and look at him he's like a family friendly trendy fucking italian comedian now top of the game 
And he doesn't mm-hmm. build an audience by going viral. Conver- he's not con- controversial at all. Well, no. What, what, what it is is with Sebastian, and I could be wrong, I feel like Sebastian is the perfect comic to almost, if it was up to somebody, to give the modern take on what an Italian man is. In You're America. not wrong. Like, like they wanted to give an updated view of what a, what an Italian dude is right now. Because right, right now, all you're left with is the Sopranos. And Vic D. Potato, <laughs> the old people. He also, that's, he's also curated that, uh, that fan base of old Italian people. That's why he draws so well on the coasts and, like, Chicago, because people want that. And Facebook helped him a lot. Before, before he made it, like when he was still grinding, and this shit was yeah. going viral on Facebook, every every single one of your friends' moms would be like, "Do you know Sebastian?" Because they're old, at least where I'm from, they're old Italian parents, and they all knew him, and he got that huge fan base. Plus, he's he's clean. Yeah, he's not controversial. All, kind of like what Franco was saying, like he's not topical. All his jokes are like kind of relatable, even family oriented. Family oriented, relatable, even if you're not Italian, and it's just relatable. an easy fit fan base like brian regan like clean comics i think sometimes it's easier for clean comics to get an audience than d- dirty comics i think sometimes he's like oh, trendy oh, yeah. he's like trendy as fuck like your barstool college idiot girl will watch sebastian with you yeah, yeah he's but then he's old school italian funny jokes and then he's also kind of like a little bit like stylish kind of like has like a good vibe good hair you know what i mean like he's, he's, he's a he's a he's a cartoon yeah, he's a silly exactly. voice. Good on social media too. Not, not great, but good. And then old people, because of the Italian jokes, will love him. So you'll have an oh, 85 yeah. year old who will love him, and then you'll have an 18 year old girl who will love him because he looks good and you know kind of has yeah. that vibe and good on social media. All mafia yeah. people go see him in AC. Yeah, exactly. Oh, AC, course, AC is like his fucking mecca. New York and AC. He can talk about anything with that accent, and all of a sudden it's Italian material. Oh, yeah, a lot, of, yeah, a lot the, of act outs too. He's very start off talking about something and end up whispering about it. That's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Who puts that much mustard on the was, sandwich? The funny thing is, awesome this morning. you're like, what the fuck? If he doesn't win you over, he's not funny to people. Like MTV Awards, Yo, if you the, never knew the, him, the, you wouldn't be funny. Tray, the ice tray. Well, that was that was probably the dumbest place you could put him was an MTV Awards gig. But he did it for exposure. It was smart. But I'm saying I've had people. He didn't mean it, but he did do it. I fault him for that, but I I understand it. But it was pointless. But people were like, if that was your first time seeing him, you would not. He would not win you over. He wasn't funny at all. They were saying. No shit. If you had a fucking brain, you would just go watch his special or something or YouTube him and know he's great. That's it. It's never. It's not a loss for him because he's gaining more attraction to younger audience, and also if you already fuck with him, you fuck with him. I grew up with yeah, a grandmother yeah. who lived in the basement, shoveling out lasagnas. <laughs> Dude, yo, he can he, he can make anything fucking. Fuck what is? Why does it? <laughs> is this half a shoe? Yo, huh? how about? How about Just the orangina bit? Fucking shoe! Just get the whole shoe. What are you doing? With you gotta show him this. Like, yeah, yeah, he looks bro, at our I stories. Just, I just made his. I just made his hour, bro. That was his, oh, his hour. Orangina. Orangina. Orangina is my favorite. Happy, you could clip this and send it to him and Lana because they keep looking because I annoyed them so much that they look at stories. Orange, orange, the orangina bit's my favorite. Orangina, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I got orangina. Yo, my mom laughed at that. Like she was like she overheard it. Uh, I remember I was watching that bit, and then she was like, I remember Orangina. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's really tough. Dude, I remember my, parents, my friend's Italian mom was like, you know Sebastian? I'm like, 
Who? She like knew him before I did. Locker, like, Minifusco. Locker calls him Minifusco. <laughs> you gotta be like Minifusco. <laughs> but it, it's oh, interesting man. because that's a guy who's clean cut and makes it pretty well. And a lot of times, like Alex said, controversy does sell though with com- with comedy. But he, he never oh yeah yeah that. for sure. But you know, but it, it's also mm, I was gonna say like Dalia. Gotta be who you are, right? Yeah, Dalia's fucking is... got the biggest. He has such good engagement and following. Zappia yeah. text me. Let's wrap it up. That yeah. was him. Let's go. Wrap it up. <laughs> what time is it? I mean, we're oh, flowing. What I the just fuck? I want to watch Dave. Wait, By what were you going to say about Dalia? All right, by the way, this is a side note with Dalia. All right, because I was saying it when he first, when he dropped a white male black comic, right? Okay, that was his first had, one. Yeah, it was his first one. He had his podcast out, oh, right? The, is that the special where he said uh, he made a black dude laugh so hard he moved to Las Vegas and he drove to Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> but, but dude, I'll be honest, I love Dalia, bro, but his first couple of specials were kind of dookie. I'm not going to lie. But... <laughs> I saw. But, I can't. I can't get into him. Wait, do you think incorrigible was Dookie? I kinda. I, what was. he did was, you I know what like, he did? He started to put after incorrigible. He started putting all of his heavy hitters at the beginning of his specials. So man on fire. It's like by the end of it, it's not. Even, it's like all the laughs are in the beginning. Comes so I, yeah, never, yeah. I never saw. I never saw a white comic. Um, I never saw white male black comic all the way through. White male but black I comic other is ones. the best one. Listen. Look, I, all, all I'm saying is like, because I remember he he popped off pretty early in his career. And then I watched it and then I listened to his podcast and I was like, yo, we're watching a guy getting specials a little too early into his career. I think he He's, had connections from his daddy, you know? Like, that could have been it. But also it's like he has not hit his peak yet because he does not sound like himself on stage. His podcast... You can listen to two episodes and they'd bang out any of his earlier specials. Girls like they would just murder. Really? They, yeah, I can't his, really... his his podcast is way funnier than his than his specials. But this last one this last one, he's finally sounding like himself on the podcast. And I'm like, I listened okay. to it yesterday. What, what, what's the like learning it. moment on that? What's the teachable yeah. moment? Like you could do a podcast, be funny and blow up and then do comedy? Or is it podcast like, is still just like Rogan it's not is better than comedy career. Not it's to be like it's, crowd work without the crowd. Yeah, yeah it's like a per, it's like not perfected and written and and rehearsed constantly. It's off the cuff, but it's still jokes. So I think I think as natural as someone can get on stage, like take Bill Burr, like at the peak. If you listen to his podcast, I still think you can just get that much more natural uh, and make it look that much off the cuff, which it is on a podcast when you're just ranting. Obviously, a solo podcast like Delia and Burr, but. But like, yeah, he's just—he's also just like naturally funny. But I didn't watch this most recent one. I didn't watch the one that just came out. He seems douchey if you don't watch his comedy. Like he just has douchey vibes. Uh, yeah, he, he does. does seem like that, but he's a nice guy. You have to watch him in interviews. He's like super nice. Nah, he—I could—I could tell he's funny, dude. His crowd work is insane, though. Like his so crowd work funny. is wildly good, which is yeah. Like, which is once again, you got the hard part out the way, which only means that these specials can only get better and better. If I was him, I would have just put out a crowd work special. Like uh, yeah. some yeah. yo, yeah, honestly, if some yo people want to see you like you, bro, like loose, my dude, like like yo, uh, freaking half hour, or of course, if you could do the full six, can one just do crowd work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big J did it. He did what's your fucking. Oh. He did two. He filmed two shows, uh, at the bitter end, and it was just all crowd work, just talking to people. 
he did two of those. He did two of those albums. And then the second album, I remember it was, I think it was called I Promised, Mos- I Promised Myself I Wouldn't Ask. And it was because the first mm-hmm. album, there were the two on Spotify. I forgot what the first one was called. But in the first one, he kept asking women if they've ever fucked a black guy. Mm-hmm. And then on the second one, it was called I Promised Myself I Wouldn't Ask. And at the very end of that special, he's like, He's he's like holding in his head and shit. You like you hear him, you hear him just like oh, I promised myself I wouldn't ask. You ever fuck a black guy? <laughs> and then it just goes crazy. The place goes crazy. But like yo, his crowd work, Big J's crowd work is insane, bro. Next level, dude. What do you think what? of guys like uh, Shasha Baron Cohen who did comedy and were ass and like were characters on stage, but then they went and took it to TV and were brilliant and like. They do a comedy where they fucking literally he disses every side, which is hilarious. Like the Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, and mm. just like he puts great work out, but he 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 wasn't great on stand-up comedy on stage. That's I mean that's that's kind of like you know you you get that was part of his journey. He had to figure out what his strengths were. He started out know? as a journalist. Oh shit! We'll see. Yeah, there you go, bro. And he didn't know. He probably started out as a journalist and then figured out like, oh, maybe I'm a writer, but not this kind of writer. And then he's like, I like comedy. And then maybe he's like, let me try stand up because that's accessible. He could probably go be a good interviewer, but he doesn't take it seriously. He just does comedy in that. But I remember he he was influenced by Howard Stern he, in a Stern interview. He said that, which is interesting. That's cool. I think he's super. I think Sasha Baron Cohen is one of the most original ones, especially when it comes to like TV. Kind of like just. Like when he did that This Is America show a couple of years ago, it's just so good. Nothing like it. That's like I compare, him to, genius. I compare him to Eric Andre a little bit. I think they're similar. So original. And and like maybe didn't make it as stand-ups because they started in stand-up and just took it to the TV. Sometimes you're just better at TV. Like Larry David was terrible at stand-up. With the Larry genius David, you know? The genius in that is, though, he is pretending to be a right-wing conservative in some of these things, and there's Trump fans and right-wing conservatives who think it's real and love him, and he's actually making fun of them, and there's liberals who are mad at him, and he, they don't realize that he's actually making fun of the conservatives. And that's, yeah. that's hilarious comedy. Yeah, but, that, but once again, that's on you for not dissecting it and, and taking it to heart. Well, people just, suck. They're dumb. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, at that point, just admit that there's certain types of humor and and intellect that are a little too highbrow for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the one common thing on both sides of any political side is they're both filled with a lot of motherfuckers that swear they're way smarter than they actually are. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause I watched that Larry David episode, the curb episode where he, uh, he, uh, gets the MAGA hat. So people leave him alone and shit like that. that I got it immediately as he was doing it. And then, like, like I checked Twitter, and there's people like, yo, I can't fuck Larry David. No, no. And I'm like, yo, you're so dumb. They're looking, <laughs> for, a re- they're looking for a reason to start an argument or trend, too, people. Yeah, it's they're looking for the negative and everything. Yeah. Right. Just dumb. Like, it was on the show. It's like everyone knows that it was a joke. Yeah, everybody's just on one right now. Everybody's like literally just ready to go, ready People to just fire, bored, fire yeah. off and be yeah. and be the next uh and be the next Rosa Parks of their generation. They're really looking for that. They're looking for anything. Like Diddy recently, Diddy, did you hear that story where Diddy Liz- looks old as fuck? Lizzo was playing a song that had curses in it and he told her not to play that song. And they said that he, it was Easter. It was Easter Sunday, though, right? Yeah, yeah they were saying that Diddy was fat shaming Lizzo for twerking because he allowed Dre and Michelle to twerk. In the, in well, like, let's be honest. Instead of but, telling, but, 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 but was Drea on on Easter? 
I think so too. But they were saying that it, did, did he allow Dre and Michelle to twerk and not Lizzo? But the point was, did he said did did he had to explain himself and like this whole thing that it was because of the music being played was all curse words in it and it was Easter and they were trying to have a nice peaceful uh like not too many curses on the song. But people were just not, out and it was trending. It? And and then it was trending like how Diddy was fat shaming people. There was like a word for it. And then he had to go and like make a PSA about how he wasn't doing it. It just proved for people just trying to be offended. I mean, instead of saying that, he should have just said, why don't you lay off the fucking Twinkies, you fat fuck? I mean, that's what I I would have been like, yo, I was boys with Biggie. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, I would have just been like, yo, I killed Tupac. I would have been like, I was cool with pun. I'm still cool with facts. (laughs) He also could have just said, I'm the one. (laughs) (laughs) He could have also just said, I'm the one who put the hit on Tupac, so I'll do the same to you. I got a question about co- uh, comedy if you want to uh, keep going. I think it's a valuable question for people listening, though. For what is it? Uh, All right. Uh, what steps, like, how do you open the opening for a headline comedian? Like, it seems like most comedians have a roster of guys they trust, and it seems hard for a hungry comedian to open up for someone. How does one go about opening up and evolving in comedy? Like, you could be at open mics for years and not evolve, and how does one get to this, the point, old school style, I guess, where – they could uh, genuinely open up for a headlining comedian and start like, you know, working on the road and things like that. How does one evolve in the comedy game? Uh, yo, I have no idea. That's what I'm trying to figure out, bro. Cause, cause I did hear that a lot of these comedians will have openers now too. Cause they trust the opener and it's all about trust and relatability and they don't give the new people the time of the day and how the fuck I feel like comedy club should help people out. I think Jester does a great thing. What you do that helps people out. But like, I feel like nobody's helping out these younger comedians or up and comers. Like there's no way for them to evolve or even have a combo to get the fuck on stage to show a comedian that they're good. Some clubs do. You gotta, I, I just feel like number one, you know, when you're, you know where your skill set is at and you know, when you're ready as a comic, but number two, it's like really, it's like really kind of proving proving the same person wrong a million times and then you do that at the next spot and then you do that at the next spot until you finally run into somebody that's like oh like they'll vouch for you like it's hard to explain like because I I don't even have I don't have a written formula for how stuff is supposed to go or how you're supposed to progress but like it's all gut instinct kind of if you know you're in a spot that offers certain things and you think that you could get to that do that you know what i mean and then once you've done that thing what's the next thing like and you'll start to slowly see the crowds get bigger and you know i mean the 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 people you're talking to are starting to be a little bit more well known and then from there it's who wants to kind of help but it's it, it's up to you in the universe, dog. Cause like you could do there's a you know there's hundreds of comedians scattered around the world that are insanely talented that we've never heard of. Ever. Even ones that aren't black and aren't Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, like 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 that you'll never hear about all because they they weren't in front of the right person. Yeah, I think that the only thing that we have control of is dictating where we where we're bringing uh our talents too you know what i mean like if it's not happening for you in freaking jersey but you know new york is right there at a certain point you kind of got to look at yourself as the common denominator in your problem and go hey maybe i should go to new york you know what i mean or if you're not getting adequate time in new york 
but you know you could get it elsewhere, go elsewhere and then come back. Like there's or a lot of content, you know, or hit huh? the internet, you know, start making yeah. them clips, start start figuring out a way. Cause I feel like at the end, like that's still like going back to that what we were saying before, like if uh I think if a headliner can see that you can also have your own draw. I was just gonna say that put asses in the seats, one of my things. I have another take too though, I wanna yeah. hear what you guys say. No, no, it was just that's it. Like, you know, if you, if you if you got like I don't know how many followers on whatever the fuck and the headliner sees that you're funny, I'm I'm and then you could be like, Yo, I also got like mad people that probably come then you might you know, you might that might help you out. On the road. I got I got two takes on this from from an outsider looking in. One of them is I feel like it's all about who you know, relationships matter. But I also yeah, think sure. I also think that there's some fucked up comedians. We we all know that there's comedians out there with mental problems and stuff like that or like ego issues. Anyone really. And I think that sometimes they would actually have a shittier comedian get up for them to make them look better later on in the night. I, I heard that's a thing where there's a comedian that's not that great, they'll let them oh, open. That's the, that that's the name of the game early on is like when you first do, start doing colleges and stuff. Remember like the bigger that? bone story? How the, he was too good, and they were like, "We don't, we don't want him again." That's funny. Oh, the thing with yeah. Gordon, that was that was one guy in particular. Yeah, but still, yeah. I think that is a common thing because I've heard about that because people have been telling me that like, "Low, yeah, that was bitch ass Sean Wayne's." Yeah, <laughs> a, a pride <laughs> ego issue though. Think about that. You could be too funny, and they don't want you to I'm take clipping, all the laughs. Hey, I'm clipping this and I'm sending it to him. I'm DMing it to him. Sean Wayne's, you're my bitch. Oh my god! But nah, I think you know, I, it, you know, you know what it is. It's it's unfortunately, yeah. There, there's there's people that do stand up where stand up isn't their main focus. If that makes sense, yeah. Where they're they're in a position where they can keep doing and headlining their own shows, uh, yet the skill level may not be there. But because of your fame from other things, it allows you to coast and you're not necessarily having the same type of uh, same type of set and even playing field as the normal average Joe that's hitting mics and working his way up. Right. So from there, brothers are better. Pair that with fame and entitlement and yes, men. You're gonna do some. You're gonna do some shit like kick off a young comic that just burned it down before you not know. You know what I mean? And he's just doing what he knows. Mm-hmm. And mind you, you're in front of a room full of people that paid to see you. They know you. They're there because of you. Like, like, like. It's just dudes know when they know they're just the draw. They know that they aren't the necessary talent per se. Do you know not to go all the way in? Is that a thing? Like, okay, I'm open up for this headliner. I'm getting the opportunity, or he want, like, or he sees me. Let me be funny, but not too funny. That- not at all. Not at all. Uh, um, yeah, I, I never felt I, like that. No, I would, I would respectfully, depending on who it was. But if it was like a regular, just dude that's on the road, and he started running down the list of like, you could say this, and I, if the check is a normal club check, I'm gonna be like, yeah, it's all good, bro. Like, like I would, I would, I, I might, good. yeah, walk away from that. It's all like, good, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, no, just because I'm not gonna sit there and look like an ass because you didn't come prepared. Gotcha. Well, you know what I mean. Like, why, why do, why do I have to tone it down? You're getting paid three to four times as much as I am tonight. <laughs> you getting all the shine? That's like, bro. It's like, what more could you possibly want? That, that right there, that's a power dynamic. That I don't, I don't like. I don't like, want to like, be in the green room. You, you saw, uh, 
you saw what um what Felipe Esparza was talking about with uh, Fluffy Gabriel Iglesias. No. Mm-hmm. So they have a beef, right? So yeah, because uh, Gabriel Iglesias would have Felipe Esparza uh, open for him, right? But Felipe would start. He would kill. So what Gabriel Iglesias would do? He would bring a couple openers, and then um, if it's an all white crowd, he would make Felipe do like thirty minutes, right? But if there's a lot of Latinos in the crowd, he'd make him do five because he would kill way too hard with a Spanish crowd. So he would just cut him down to five minutes and then bring the two other openers up and then he can go up. Yo, my thing is, am I getting paid the same amount? Because if I'm getting paid the same amount, whatever, bro. Nah, I don't think he was. And that's what he was beefing about. And he was like, yo, why, why can't you just, you can't handle this shit, bro? And then he, he was getting pissed because he was like, yo, like, also, the Spanish people would be the ones to follow Felipe, you know? So it was yeah. kind of like getting but in the way of his money. For you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, will we, will we see a shift in comedy? Because, like, I don't know the terminology, but Schultz never opened, right? He was always the middle of the guy, and the same with a lot of comedians. If yep. you're big enough, can you, you can't start from just headlining, but, like, in comedy, like, do you think that thing's going to end where they have the young up-and-comer touring with them? Is there a way you could just, like, advance spots? from being like you said putting out content like like my thing is does it does it matter anymore like opening up for a headlining comedian people will follow you that night at the club right but does it do anything for you long term is it more important to have that consistent content or is it like a balance like what's the key practice i feel like uh i feel like your first your first couple years headlining you should your main prerogative is to get those repeat customers at yeah. the end of the day, yo, we're fucking independent contractors. If you put out subpar, if you put out a subpar product, your first your first tour around the country, odds are there's not going to be too many people that want to buy what you're selling again. Uh, so I think, yeah, definitely number one would just be, yo, dudes that know their hour inside and out and then figure out their process. Because, like, that's the other thing. People don't realize that just because you're headlining – doesn't mean that it's necessarily not uncharted territory for you. You know, <laughs> I there's, think, a um, yeah. there's a difference between steps, like, like, like from going from hosting to, to featuring to headlining. It's like, well, hosting, oh man, I got to remember these people's names. I got to do yeah. a tight set and then keep the crowd engaged. And I got to remember credits. And then you go to featuring, which is, I just have to do 30 minutes, but I don't have to remember names of credits, and I just got to open up for this guy. Then once you realize what this guy wants as an opener, then when you're finally headlining, you know all the parts and what needs to be arranged and how it does for your show to run smooth. Because that's what people don't, don't get either. They go, oh, this dude's a headliner, but if a club hooks you up with a feature and a host that sucks, <laughs> and it's like, yo, it's like, like, it doesn't matter how good you are. It's like, if someone kills the vibe of a room, they're going to kill the vibe of the room. Like, Example why everyone has a team with them now. They don't trust the new people to open up, it seems like. Then this is what I mean, though. is that, And that's kind of the point, too, to become a headliner. Is like, one, you want to get paid for what you do, and you want to be the main attraction. But more importantly, I want to have say over put your people on. who comes with me, bro. You put your people on. <laughs> Yeah, I want to be yeah. the I want to be the guy that's like, yo, yo, nah, my boys coming, bro. Like, I want to be able to, to to hit my boys up and be like, yo, you you, you want it. you trying it's to come with for a month or two? Like, 
that's a dope place to be in. It feels <laughs> unfair to be that guy on the other end, like trying to get a spot at the stress factor or wherever, and you not know the comedian. But then it feels fair if you're that famous comedian, you have your boys with you to help you out. You know what I mean? You well, see the perspective I, I, now. I, I get it. And well, the, yeah. this is what I mean by there's a certain amount of humbleness that you need throughout the way because if you don't have it you think everybody's going to owe you something and then you start getting mean and bitter and that's when people start thinking you're a dickhead gotcha. where i just look at like anytime i'm going to stress and be like dude can i get a spot no, i don't think this dude's gonna let you up be like all right cool this dude worked his ass off he sold the place out i didn't he brought his boys i didn't what a lot of thing dudes yeah 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 you just take stuff within stride but I definitely think that the the main the main important thing with all this is that like and I don't know it all but I think that if you care enough about the craft and what you're saying and what you put out everything else is going to follow later. You know what I mean like I'm seeing too many dudes that are famous as hell that are just doing enough to get by. Would would you feel some type of way would you guys feel some type of way anyone can answer this or everyone? where you did comedy for like 10 years and you're opening up for like a YouTube sensation. Yo, I was just going to talk about fucking YouTubers, bro. I, I know someone who's in that situation right now. and they open This is up what I mean. The humble Is the humbleness going to get in the way of a check though? If they're paying you handsomely for this, are you going to do it? They're here, almost paying for a cosign. They're like, I need a comedy friend in the game who's doing it, but I'm going to put him underneath me and I'm going to headline because I'm putting the asses in the seats. There's ups to, there's pros to opening up for YouTube. If you if if you go and say let's be honest if you're gonna get a fat check to open up for a YouTuber and you're not getting work you're gonna take it like I me, I'm gonna take it you go up there good chance if a, a you're a seasoned comic ten years in the game plus so let's say you smoke that YouTuber everyone's dying at you the YouTuber bombs after fifteen minutes the show ends everyone's gonna be like yo who are you blah blah what are you and if it's not the case because so many other dedicated YouTube fuck fans are there, still you're going to get some traction because you're That's funny on stage. You might suck on YouTube or not have a YouTube, but you're funny on stage. So you're still going to get some of the uh, leftovers, some of the some of the stragglers, as we like to call them. Up, keep some podcast. Yeah. Stop. Put it uh, it's a win-win for both until one of y'all starts feeling salty about something. Nah, so I think, I think it can go the opposite, Tom. I feel like – I nah. feel that way too. I feel anyway. like the crowd can just show up because of a YouTuber and they're yeah. not stand-up comedy fans. I was just going right? to say that. That's fine, but yeah, that's not a, com see, that's not a there's comedy There's no show. relatability, right, Franco? They don't relate to the real comedian. They relate to the fucking guy on YouTube who has no comedic talent. Exactly. Yeah, they're not, yeah, they're not comedy fans. That's fine. That's all, I didn't say that's not an option. Hard to win them over. You that that, that, that situation is not you're, a comedy show. You're in what do you think, a, Franco? You're in, a, you're in a comedic environment, though. That's like, that's like McGregor. That's like when McGregor boxed Floyd Mayweather in a ring, mm -hmm. right? And you got and you got McGregor in this scenario, who's the YouTuber, right? And then you got Floyd, who's the comic, and then you have the regular ring, which is a comedy club. Nah, right. bro. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter if you're. No, really it's not. It's not an either or. It's both can happen. You're really master at what you do. Yo, you're winning every everybody over regardless, bro. Nah, dude, no, that I I disagree with that analogy completely because you got. I don't agree or disagree with either. I think they both are can happen. You're at home. You're at home. Nah, dude, a YouTuber. Okay, you're at a comedy club, right? A comedian is a comedian. They came to see somebody who fucking does unboxing videos, bro. Yeah. They came uh, okay. to see somebody that unravels Nikes, bro. So that comic should be sucker. Steroids to these people? No, I don't think <laughs> so. Think I feel so. like they showed up to a comedy club. That, that's okay. my that's 
where the whole analogy lies is that McGregor got into a boxing ring. Okay. But he's still like a fighter. Floyd yeah. is a boxer. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, bro. I think it's very different. Because it's like, all right, if these people want to see, like, because it can go, yeah, you could kill. But you could also be like, the whole crowd is waiting for this motherfucker. They, they don't know who the openers are. They don't know how to comedy show, how a comedy show runs, period. They just came to see the guy so he can do all the inside jokes and do uh-huh. all the fucking, like, you know, like now, and subscribe. And everyone's as like, a, yeah. As a, as a seasoned comic, which you are, how do you handle that situation? I mean, I would talk about it. I'd be, I just straight up tell them, like, okay. Number one, talk about yeah. it. Number two, how do you combat that? If they're not comment, you'll never get booked again after. What do you do? I tell them to follow me on Fortnite and be like, "What's good?" <laughs> <laughs> follow me what? on Twitch. Yo, yo, exactly. Yo, I think yo. Can, let me yo, get my two cents in. You want to answer these questions? He hit the, he hit right, the yeah. first one on the head. He the I, I want you guys to debate this. I want you guys to debate this. Okay. Address okay. the situation, and then number two, start doing crowd work everybody's susceptible to crowd work because you're making yeah. jokes about what's happening to them right then. Okay. Okay. But so, I, I would take I would take a, I would take a, a, a fucking, a hauls out my pocket and then unravel it and be like, I'm like familiar. <laughs> and then be like, what's up guys? We're I'm going to give you, all right, I'm going to say this information. I want you to debate it. Okay. So basically what I think is they're using each other. I think the comedians get an exposure and I think uh-huh. the YouTube, the YouTuber is getting co-signed to be in the comedy community. And I yeah. think they're, the, com- the YouTubers like using this comedian who's been in the game for 10 years for legitimacy. And I think that the unboxing thing, like you were talking about YouTube, I think it's like a generic example. So I think it can work if the YouTuber is like a Jesus and Mero. Like if those guys are doing a live pod, I think those are comedy related. They understand comedy. They both tried stand up or one did. So a regular comedian could kill and gain fans off of that. And they would, mm-hmm. they would be down to help people out. The YouTube okay. kid... The YouTube kid you're thinking about unboxing shit, he doesn't give a fuck about if the comedian's successful, but your guys like the Brilliant Idiots or DeZeus and Marrow, they care about comedy and they're cool like that. So, like, I've seen Charlemagne and Schultz live in a comedy club area, I believe, yeah, doing comedy in a live podcast. That is more what would help a comedian compared to the YouTuber dick who's unboxing Jordans. But, like, you have, like, certain people in there, like, say if you had Charla announcing or hosting and then Schultz going in, like, that's real deal good shit or opposite Schultz opening up doing comedy then charlotte talking about like a book i think that's good but like like you were saying if it's like some asshole unboxing nikes and doing prank videos i don't think he's helping out the comedian besides for exposure you know what i mean yeah i guess so i i guess it's, it's it becomes a it becomes a corporate gig for the comic yeah i guess like, it's just like yeah like if i was doing it i would i would hype up the comedian i would be like if i was helping host i'd host and bring up the comedian but there's other guys like like the reverse the youtuber would come out last as the the main guy because he got the asses in the seats and then he would just have like the comedian doing it for 10 years open up you know well that's what that is is ego yeah and And you're you're selling merch and everything and you're getting money off of it yeah 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 and what the thing with ego is yo ego puts you in a lot of positions that you aren't ready to handle you know what I mean? Like, whereas it's like, with a comic, you got a dude that's been just patiently in school for 10 years versus the dude that put the asses in the seats ultimately, but there might not be, it, it, it's almost like you got to bring your skill set to the right arena. Exactly. If, if that makes sense. That, 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 that would be, that would be my, my debate with all this is that if a YouTuber, no matter how big he was, like if they told me I was opening for, they had some YouTube kid at stress not too long ago. They told me I had to feature for him. No doubt, I'd have a ball because it's like I know what I'm doing. I'm in my element. 
and let this kid do whatever he does because he, he, you know what I mean? But it, it doesn't take away from you as the artist, I think. It's just whoever's getting a bigger check is the one that brought all the people. If I was going on tour with one, if I was a comedian, I would try to have stake in YouTube or have him help me out and like do, I'll be like, yo, don't pay me this much, but shout me out on a YouTube video, put my clip up so people could see it and then help me with a YouTube. You know what I mean? Some type of bargaining shit or about Smart. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And yeah, then also, does this guy's get, does this offend you guys when comedy clubs, I see it and I laugh when comedy clubs are like the talented, charismatic, funny dot 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 youtuber but they act like he's a comedian or they hype it up like he's a comic genius and it's just no, all who's famous no, they're, they're just doing what they have to they're just saying and doing what they have to do to move what they have to move because everybody's trying to push off the same product everybody from the openers to the people that are serving to the people that are in the kitchen to the people that book it, it, it's it's the nature of the business it, yeah. it's have to you you have to shine it up even if it even if it's not that shiny you gotta you gotta shine it up still with whatever adjectives you could <laughs> you were calling Rappaport comedic genius stress factory i was like oh my god i guess he is in a way for some people but he fucking started as an term, if, you, if you use the term extremely loosely he is yeah i was like oh. Oh. Rappaport. they said that they were like comedic genius michael Rappaport, and then there was comedians saying oh i love him he's legendary and i guess he is for culture but like he started out as a comedian, didn't do well, then became an actor, and then got so big he got, did comedy again. So it's like, it's a, well, put it this way, it's a it's a victory lap. That's like if I'm calling myself a comedian. That's like if that's like if Lil Dicky started doing stand up five years from now. Could happen. He kind of does that I in his concerts. He, he started rapping because he said comedy would have took too long. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, he's it, watching it. Just, he's watching the show that scumbag Zapia. I'm not on for six minutes. Dave is amazing. And that's another interesting perspective, Franco. Like Lil Dicky, I was on him years ago as a rapper because I thought he was funny. I interviewed him and I connected with him. Now Zappy had never like listened to Lil Dicky or cared until he had a TV show because he's a comedy fan. So people only look into somebody unless they're it's relatable and what they care about. It, it shows no shit, that. no shit. But that's very yeah. interesting because like you yes. could be a rapper and then just be get successful and you want to make a TV show and then a comedy fan will become a fan of you. And I think that's how it is. I think more than ever. If you look at it logically, people are saying you got to do multiple things more than just comedy, like your podcast, your shows, because you could win fans over from different realms. And that's still authentic to me. Yeah. That's why fucking, that's why Bobby Lee sells out now. And all the people come up to him after the show and they, and he's like, Oh, you know me from mad TV. You know me from pineapple express. You know me from Harold and Kumar. No, I know you from the podcast. And times like this during a pandemic, you can't do stand up comedy. What do do you do? You know? Yeah. Yo, Yo, bro. Like it's, it hurts, but like, I, I got on TikTok, and oh. I was I got a I was like you know what? I had to, I had to have a conversation with TikTok. myself, bro. <laughs> no. I had to have a conversation with myself and be like, yo, what what do you think? Like, what do you think the real future of comedy of standups is gonna be? And I was We're like, let TikTok me assess, let me assess it. I was like, because back then when we were talking about this before, we were talking about headliners and how they would get more and more people. And honestly, that's back when credits were really big. Oh, when yeah. you see a comic, they're on HBO, they're on whatever, they're on whatever. It's like, okay, you needed, you, you need, the, the comic needed to be on TV for people to go, oh, I remember that show. Oh, he's a comedian? All right, let me see. Or, oh, you know, she, I saw her on fucking, on the Tonight Show, whatever. Okay, boom. Now I can go see him. But now it's like, the internet is the credits. It's no longer like, it's no longer like you've seen them on HBO. It's like, you've actually seen them. 
in your phone. They were viral for a second. And then you can go and check out their shows. So I'm like, that's what it's probably going to be. Because that's why I'm waiting uh, for Charlie D'Amelio to start being a stand-up. And it's interesting you said that, Franco. It's more than what we think. It's also you had the balls to take initiative on your brand. So they see that and like, okay, this guy didn't wait for a network, didn't wait for this. He started creating his own content, created his brand, and now he's putting asses in the seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're taking initiative doing the social media stuff or your own stuff. You're not going to like Fox and be like, hey, put me on a show or whatever. It's like different now. It's like, fuck it. I'm going to just put this out myself. Look, I created this audience. Here are my dates. Here, tour me here, doing this and that. I could bring this many people and they'll see that. Like, fuck. You have a good brand behind you. Yeah. But you know, also like a lot of people talk shit about TikTok and there's like a whole lot of fucking, but it's like, we're just, that's old head mentality. It's like some new shit come around. We're all talking about that? it. But um, what do you mean? Like, how do you balance? Like, cause you were, you're, you seem like a comedy purist, Alex as well. Zappia, <laughs> I guess too. But it's like, you guys, how do you balance the old head new school mentality where you like, I don't want to be this fucker who's making prank videos or sh- unboxing his shoes, but you know, I will give this TikTok dance a little twist to it and make it funny. And you know what I mean? I don't think it's selling out, but how do you like balance the old school mentality with the new? Cause obviously you don't want to be that old hater or that old approach. You want to try new things to, you know, make it. So I think, I think it's all right. It's um, I might get a little flack for this, but. As a comedian, as a comedian, you have an ego, period. You got an ego, period. And the ego is the old head mentality. But then if you let that business mentality seep in and you go, listen, if a business stays the same for mad long, it's going to fail. Blockbuster wants to sell VHSs while DVDs are popping up. Okay, it's going to fail. So they had to switch it up. DVDs were, were, you know, were popping up. And then all of a sudden it's streaming. Blockbuster doesn't want to do that shit. Boom, you die. That's it. So the business mentality is like, I know I, the, the ego, the comedy head in me is like saying, you know, you got to stay pure to stand up. But then the business mind is like, you kind of got to do TikTok. If you want your comedy, your stand up to, to, it's just a tool, man. Honestly, it's all it is. It's, it's, it's a window. It's a window. Because if like no one's, no, no one can find you on stage at whatever, whatever nightclub if they're looking through TikTok and you're not there. They're not going to find you because you're also, not on TikTok. Everyone wants free content before they come and pay for you now. Think about that, too. My uncle yeah. said that. It's smart. It's like, I'm going to look at the phone. If you're funny, I'll come see you. If I don't know anything about you, I ain't taking the risk. Yeah. So it's someone who they like, you know? Yeah, man. So it's like, I don't know. You, you kind of have to. As much as you don't want to, it's like, I don't want to. But also, you got to think about it. Like, I was like, okay, this is bullshit. But let me fuck around. I like making stupid videos. I like being silly. I, it's fun, you know, um, just for the hell of it. And one day, I think it's like my third video. One day I put up, um, I was making breakfast and I said, like, let me make a real quick TikTok just to figure out how to use this thing, right? I made this thing about um, fucking Spanish moms or whatever. And then, because um, I was like, make it quick and hacky, you know, just real quick. Throw some hashtags on it. Let's see what happens, right? Um, I did it when I was eating breakfast and by lunch, I already had like 2000 something views. And I'm like, I don't follow anybody. No one follows me. And I'm like, how the fuck? They have a better algorithm than Instagram. They want you to, they want you to uh, go viral. They want more people on it. Yeah. So I'm uh, like, holy shit. I'm like, this is, do you guys know Gerald Benford? Yeah. yeah. Look at his TikTok, bro. My man's got 40 something thousand uh, followers and he's got like just thousands of likes and thousands of followers and he's killing it and he's posting up all the time. And I'm like, holy shit. 
but he's got it. And he's a funny dude. He's hilarious. He's a monster on stage. He's bro. funny, man. So imagine how much that's going to help him. If someone sees him on TikTok and they go, oh, you do stand-up, you're going to do stand-up by me? And Gerald, every time I've seen Gerald, yo, he's got me in fucking stitches. He fucking, and he's funny. in the room, bro. Franco. They, actually, he was the last, that's the last show I ever did. It was with Gerald. I mean, not ever, but before this quarantine shit. <laughs> Maybe ever. What if you become the YouTube unboxer on TikTok? You blow up on TikTok, and then you're like, all right, I'm doing a comedy tour. And everyone's like, fuck him. He never did comedy. TikToker. <laughs> He's a YouTube comedian. <laughs> no, but see, but then that's, that's when I would sharpen. I would have that, that sword sharpened. You know what would I mean? You, would you take that tour, though, if you blew up on TikTok? If I blew up on TikTok and people wanted to see me as the TikTok guy? Oh, as, like, as you, would you. Would you utilize that for comedy? That's the main game, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. Then you I don't give a fuck. Shit talking, like, oh, fuck him. He blew up from TikTok. Isn't that funny how it works? Yeah, well, no, it's different though. It's like if he's a stand-up comic, like if if the if the if it's a stand-up comedian and they blow up on TikTok and they still are doing stand-up comedy, that's very different. But if you're like, for example, Ray William Johnson, you remember that guy? He was no. popping when YouTube first started. No. Yeah, I know him. He, he was like the first, He was like one of the main guys. Like he was on the the front page all the time. Stopped doing YouTube and started doing stand-up, and that's a whole different thing. That's what like, about? What about uh, like Instagram or YouTubers? They also, it's all perspective because they don't think they get taken seriously and they don't get roles for movies and stuff if they're just YouTubers or Instagrammers. But what do you think about the people who are like titled comedians on Instagram? Do you think that's real or fake? Like the fat boys, the Kush poppies, the, the guy who does the pranks, the, what's that one guy's name with the blonde hair? That dipshit? I don't know. Uh, Logan Paul? No, no. But like people like that, like the Kush poppies, you know, fat boy, he's like from New Jersey. Lance? Yeah, the oh. like Lance. Yeah, I, I think, think there's a. Oh yeah, Franco, go ahead. Cool. Well, the shrimp gang guys. These are the same other... questions. They're for Frank. They're for Franco. <laughs> um, no, I think I think uh, as much as again the com the comedian in me has the that shiggies. ego. The sh yeah, the shiggies. Um, the comedian in me has an ego where I'm like, nah, they're not a stand-up comic though, so they're not a comedian. But then I gotta like, I really gotta check myself and be like, yo, they're like a brand. Yo, fucking Chevy Chase. He's not a stand-up comedian. But he's a comic. You know what I mean? He's a comedian. He's a dick, but he's funny. You love his movies and shit. Yeah, like that. yeah. Funny, so it's bro. like, yo, comedy is a very big thing, bro. You're gonna tell me like, uh, you're gonna tell me, uh, you got what's his name? Drake. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's comedian. You know yeah, yeah, like Charlie Chaplin. We're not gonna call him a comedian. Like we have to call him a comedian. You know what I mean? I'll it's like people like people like that. It's like uh, as much as I don't want. Yeah, Lil Dicky. Exactly. Some people are like, I don't want to call you comedian because you just make memes and short little videos, but you are. That's the thing. It's like, if you if you don't excel in stand-up, you excel somewhere else. How can you hate on a man and not call him a comedian like Sasha Baron Cohen? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? Even Mike super, Myers. Uh, super funny. Mike Myers. I just watched oh. The Love Guru. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, that's obvious. Anyone who's and makes any sort of comedy or jokes and stuff is a comedian. There's a fine line if you're not a stand-up comedian because you don't tour on stages, but you make movies. Will Ferrell's, Mike Myers, etc. Still yeah. fucking comedians. Okay, if you have a giant Instagram page, if it, if it's just memes straight up that are that are, if there's no way to prove that they're not stolen and you making them all, okay, fine. Comedy videos, sketch videos, your fucking fat boys, whatever. Comedian, comedian, comedian. Yeah, stand-up comedian. Your Chris Rocks, your Schultzes, your Normans, people who tour the country or the world on stages. People don't even know Ryan Davis is a comedian. There's a difference. You can call him comedian. Ryan Davis, comedian, as much as it gets. Comedian and stand-up comedian, Ryan Davis. Yeah, okay? people don't like, even realize a stand-up comedian. Isn't that wild? 
I think a lot of stand-ups or bitter ones who are like, oh, he's not a comedian. It's like they're just thinking in, they're just thinking in, in angles of stand-up. It's like they don't do stand-up, so they're not a comedian. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. there's comedians that – like you're – what if you are a comedic actor in movies and you don't do stand-up? You're a comedian. Will Ferrell. You're not going to call Will Ferrell a comedian? And I he's admire those fuckers actor. too because the business side. He's an actor, but he's a comedic actor. So in, essentially he's a comedian. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's real easy to fall into this fucking protect. I get really protective in like, because I have like a competitive thing, you know, in my head. So it's like if someone's going back to the, the the Facebook picture, I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you at a mic for three years. The fuck you got that picture up for? Take that shit down. My bad. I'll take like, it off Bumble. <laughs> but like, no, like it's yeah, it's there. the same thing. It's like we want to be protective to what that is, but at the same time, it's like it's. It, we we can't we can't be too serious about it because it's we're talking about comedians. It's just yeah. we're just a bunch of funny people like jokesters. It doesn't matter what the what the uh, what the medium is. It's and like, I res- yeah, I respect the hustle like of a little dicky who made it through that and did something different, you know. And also, yeah. say if someone comes back, thinking of it now, <clears throat> depending on who they are, if it was like a cool person who's like famous from another reason and started to do comedy and helped everyone else out in the game, that's a win for comedy. Yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? To help you help younger people up and then do the right thing and stuff, you know, for that exposure. Yeah. You know how hard it is to make a meme, though? <laughs> Making a good meme, that's a skill, bro. That's what I told Zappy. He got mad at me. I said, some of the shit these guys do on the internet is more creative than you going up a stand-up comedy. He fucking freaked out on me. But if you oh, think no, about no. it, there's I argument agree. for I agree. Again, he's lying. But um, <laughs> I did say that, and you're like, no, it thought, no, it thought, and I was more important. But I was saying like, oh, but Mike, I don't, I don't. I, you're you're retarded, dude. Right, I literally, I literally argued with you and said, I said it depends what it is. I literally said it depends what it is. True. Fucking brain dead moron. But there's things that said, are so that take so much time. No. Like the stuff Lou's doing now is and very I said, creative. No, making a meme sometimes is not as hard as crafting fucking an hour of stand up and then going on the road and doing it. Not even close. You time consuming. Me. Did you see what Lou's doing now? Like how he's doing different stuff. Like I respect yeah. that. And it's yeah. like yeah, that shit takes a long time. He was telling me, you know, and that, that's creative still, and it's still funny. He's still a comedian and stand up comedian. Yeah. Oh, shit. No one's saying he's not. It's like you say you're like arguing it like people. No, I don't mean to argue. I'm just, just like good, good, like so you know. You're terribly annoying. All right, I'm gonna wrap this up because I'm hungry and right. at the piss. Any words All of right. wisdom? Keys to success. Who me? Franco, yeah. Have some keys to keys oh, success. Okay. Passion over profit. Usually end up with that. I got another All question right. too. Hold on, last one. All yeah. right. So, um, uh, keys to success. Really, honestly, uh, I just. I, I've learned and I've watched a lot of people and the most successful people, and it might sound cliche, the most successful people have learned how to be themselves in their art, you know? And that's all it is. Like in stand-up, the more you are the real you when you're around your, your best friends and shit like that, the funnier you fucking are, dude. That's what Schultz said. Yeah. Oh, okay. There we he's go. Like, he's like, I was like, how do I start comedy? This was way back when I didn't start. He's like, the things you do in front of your best friends and they laugh at, he's like, that's you. Yeah. Yeah. And I've learned that. The funniest, yeah. the fun, some of, most of my closers come from a conversation I have with my best friends. Most of them are closers, bro. Because you're being your so, authentic self. Like you're not, you know what I mean? You're trying to be funny a little bit, but you're still being you. Yeah, exactly. You're not like appeasing to somebody else that doesn't fuck with you. Yeah. Other than that, another key to success for y'all, drink your water, bro. Stay hydrated. That shit is fucking now. Ooh, and last question before the last one will be passionate or profit, but one more. If you were meeting someone for the first time or someone was listening or watching you, what is one thing you would want them to take away from you? Um, 
add me on Xbox, Franco Danger. Um, <laughs> if you play Fortnite, what's popping? No, no. Um, what is something they want to know about me? Or if like what is okay? Say, how, they, how would you want them to remember you by? If you were meeting someone for the first time, or someone was listening or watching you, what is one thing you would want them to take away from you? It could be life, comedy, both, whatever. Um, he's thick, but he's cute. You know what I'm saying? No, uh, <laughs> no. I mean, um, that's a hard thing to. It's a hard thing to to answer. Um, what do they want to take away from me? Uh, I don't know, man. Just like be empathetic. Empathy is a real is a real is 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 a motherfucker, bro. We need that shit. Uh, um, but uh, yeah. I can't really I can't really figure out a good way to answer that shit. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Empathy, yeah, empathy is a real important thing because you learn a lot. And then uh, it's a little cliche, but everyone's got their own story and shit like that, right? Yeah. So you be empathetic, you fucking talk shit, have fun with it, but don't take it too serious. You know what I mean? All right, cool. I got to go. All right, Franco is at what? Franco Danger Comedy. Check out Jester. Plug in the other shit. Yeah, yeah. Franco Danger Comedy on Instagram. Uh, Franco Danger on Facebook. Hardly on it. Franco underscore Danger. Twitter. Um, check out Jester Comedy Company or Comedy Co. on Instagram. Uh, that's Jester without the second E. So J-E-S-T-R. All right. Uh, thanks a lot yeah. for coming on, dude. I know it's been a while. Hopefully we can see each other soon. And yeah, a lot. guys. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I'll expect my flashlight in the mail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got to come back on. In 2021, we got you. <laughs> All right, 2021, bro. you could come over. Yo, 2021, bro. Just flashlight in Fortnite. That's going to be my whole life. <laughs> That's my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks. All right, yeah. Peace. All right, Thank yeah. You. Peace. All right. This is Keep It Basement. Franco, Mike, uh, Alex is off. Like, follow, rate, subscribe. Thanks. Peace. Peace. Was, it was there. It was fine. Yeah, I feel you. It was it just was, there. It, it was, was a dick that was available. It was a, It was available. Bigger resume. Than me. Was like, Am I hurting your It was an Indeed <laughs> indirect hire. Apply now. <laughs> no, no, no. It, was, it was that exactly. That's what it was for the rest of the Whatever. Apply now. Urgently hiring. She was scouting. Urgently out. taking dip out. The oh, dick man. No, no. Nah, nah, fuck that, bro. Listen, <laughs> listen. I'm out here kickstarting people. All right? Like, kickstarting uh, careers. Yeah, I'm kickstarting <laughs> careers out here. All right? No, Yo, power. <laughs> no power. Just enough to send you on. I'm like AAA, bro. I'll show up with just enough gas. <laughs> Go on to your future, bro. <laughs> yeah. play yourself don't ever play yourself don't ever play yourself don't ever play yourself congratulations you played yourself out and i go uh obviously you don't know who the sweens is okay a fucking world-renowned hip-hop and radio producer and host radio host who's done interviews with countless superstars and is a fucking multi-faceted talent so the fucking best thing you could fucking do is have him be a sponsorship for your fucking shipbag CBD oil because the kid's a fucking legend in the game, okay? He's the fucking greatest interview you will ever see. Howard Stern, Charlemagne, Larry King ain't shit on Mike Sweeney, okay? So you're going to want to fucking have our business, motherfucker. Sincerely, sincerely, the Sweeney's. Get yourself shot. Yo, keep it basement. Keep it basement. Back at it, baby, with the bang bangers. Let's get ready to rumble! Yeah. Nigga, shut your ass up, man. I'm. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to me, fans make the best interviews. You know what I mean? Like, because... Cause we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan and you follow the artist and you study your artist and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions, the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artist for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour, it's you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I'm a listener. I, like, yeah. like a, a lot of interviewers, I have 20 questions, and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions. But the truth yeah. of the matter is, if you ask me a question, if I ask an artist a question, and the artist answers me, if I'm listening, I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him. And that's what a conversation is all about. Hello? Hello, Sipes? Hey, Sipes, what's up? Hey, what's going on? This is Mike Sweeney. Hey. What's up, dude? Mike Sweeney, the idiot. Got it. What, what radio? Basement. Keep it basement, like keep it, like keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep it basement. You are tuned in. <laughs> you are tuned in to the Keep It Basement podcast with your boy Sweet. Y'all heard. What up, Sweeney? Now tune to motherfucking derelict. Keep it basement with the Sweens. That's the name of the podcast. Let's keep it basement with the Sweens. Uh, oh, I would love to tell you. I would love to tell you that basically uh, Mike Sweeney, the head president CEO of Keep It Basement, fully admitted. At least you know it. Warning. 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 The drama king is in the building. The drama king is in the building. Warning. Warning, warning, the drama king is in the building, the drama king is in the building. Uh, warning, warning, <laughs> keep so, it basement has entered the building. Yeah, keep it basement has entered the building, they need them off premises. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, uh, uh, keep it basement, we out! Welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world. With its soft, real feel insert, patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures and over 100 possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer, as well as a channeled sleeve able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. Keep It Basement is brought to you by Promescent. Promescent is a safe, proven, effective, lasting longer spray that can delay ejaculation and let men enjoy lovemaking in a way that they didn't know was possible. Promescent isn't just a spray to help you last longer in bed. It's a way to slow down the clock, giving you more time to play, more time to explore, and more time to discover new levels of intimacy with your partner. The primary benefit of using Promescent is that it is a local therapy and you won't have the risk of experiencing side effects like you would with an oral supplement. Simple and easy to use, just spray on the underside of the head of your penis 
and some on the underside shaft as well. Apply three or more sprays, but no more than ten, and rub in. Wait five to ten minutes until it is fully absorbed into your skin. Don't forget to wash off the spray before engaging in sexual intercourse. Promescent offers spray, lubricant, condoms, and Betaflux, an erectile dysfunction pill, and offers free shipping on U.S. orders over $10. Follow Promescent on Instagram or visit promescent.com for more information. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Laughable, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you can listen to us at. And also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Keep It Basement. And check the YouTube page out, Keep It Basement YouTube, for more interviews and content coming your way. Thank you for listening. Check out dankstop.com. We have the biggest selection of bongs, vaporizers, accessories, anything that you're looking for in the smoking industry. Use promo code BEAWESOME. That's B-E-AWESOME, A-W-E-S-O-M-E. Uh, one word, put it together, no spaces. That's for 15% off. Check us out. Uh, stay tuned for a giveaway that we're doing with Keep It Basement. Shout out Keep It Basement. You guys were awesome. And hopefully we speak again soon. Thank you, Louie. Shout out to Dank. Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Champs. <laughs> Sam. I'm not looking at you. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Champs, and you're listening to Keep It Basement. Uh, oh, I would love to tell you. I would love to tell you that basically... Uh, Mike Sweeney, the head president CEO of Keep It Basement, fully admitted. At least you know it. Keep it fucking moving. Um, Porn sex, it's like 45 minutes an hour, but like real sex is like 20 minutes. Well, maybe for me, I guess. Try like three or four hours. Hour and 45 minutes? What the fuck? It's four hours. Words of wisdom here. Always use a condom, and if you don't use a condom, make sure you got like really strong pull-out game, okay? Pull-out game week. Yeah, wear a condom. Are you nuts? I have two hairless cats. I have one too. Can you get laid whenever with a bunch of options? How thirsty are your DMs? It's pretty lit. I ain't got Instagram. I don't got tweeters. I don't got nothing. A younger guy pick up a, a woman who's older than him. That's a really great question. How could I approach you and take you back to my room if we were sitting at a bar? You ask too many fucking questions. Don't ask no fucking questions. Do funny guys get laid more? Oh, yeah, definitely. Would you date a uh, guy with a small penis? Like, how small? <laughs> How's, how big's your penis? Like, four inches? How funny are you? Then you put that video on fucking Worldstar. I hit the thing, it's YouTube. Fuck me up more. I'm sick of it. Stay down the cellar and shut the fuck up. Now. Keep it basement podcast it description. Basement. Find Keep It Basement with the Sweens wherever you get your podcast with host Tom Zappia and Alex Nicholas. Please make that a permanent drop <laughs> in every episode. I scold them myself. Keep It Basement podcast. We out. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Stealth Mode Motorsports. Sir. It's a fucking read-through. What am I supposed to be? Act interested. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Yeah. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and custom builders with the highest quality, quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati, super sport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. Specializing in Yamaha R1 and R6, GSXR 650,000, ZX6R, ZX10R, and CBR1000RR late model years. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash stealth mode motorsports. Check them out. What do you want to do? You want to go to the Shipbag Comedy Show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement Rate Subscribe. Thanks, hey, guys. Peace. Thanks. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Exactly. Top of California. You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it.
Take a chance. Four minutes at the at the at the, at the, at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. And that's it. That's my view on things.